What is going on, everybody? It is episode 216 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I am here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hello, Crisis Actors. It's Mary. Today, we are graced by the presence of the main guest host himself. Main guest host. Introduce yourself, sir. Well, well, well. (laughs) If it isn't Brett Dasovic, Mary Morgan, and Dane Font... Taking part in some Monday afternoon hijinks. We're basically the Justice League of 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on YouTube. You think so? I believe so. You believe That's so? I, I, I'm just going to go out and say it. We're the best <laughs> podcast at 3 p.m. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a fact. You know, most podcasts aren't live. Uh, nor are they five days a week. Nor usually. are they daily. All the yeah. ones that I, that I listen to are like once a week, sometimes twice a week. Because it's but, a hobby um, for yeah. a lot of people. Uh, and also, but also I like a lot of ones that are like, um, that are just based around like a single show or something like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are going back and rewatching Some old niche shows. interest. Uh, it's like where most of my We've stuff is. We've got a larger <laughs> scope of interest here. Yes. This podcast is absurd. It's absurd. Yeah. So we got a bunch of stuff to talk <laughs> about today. We are going to talk about, let's see, first we're going to talk about Billy Eichner. I said Eichner because I was, I was saying Eichner. I, I, I was saying it wrong. Eichner uh, makes me think of Billy Eilish. Yes. So we're, we are going to talk about Billy Eichner and the fact that uh, most of Hollywood, most of Hollywood is completely um, incapable of the concept of self-reflection or taking responsibility for their own actions. And then I'm also going to give you a fair example of how uh, if Billy Eichner in the movie Bros is what not to do, when making your movie, marketing your movie, and releasing your movie. I'm going to give you an example that came out the same weekend of one you should do. So we're going to talk about that. After we get into that, we're going to talk about a crew member from Dahmer, because Dahmer is the kid. It's kind of like the Don't Worry Darling of, uh, of Netflix. Uh, it's the gift that keeps on giving as far as content. I think they've figured out that this is the marketing strategy that works. Come up with pointless drama. I, I actually think that there's, there's actually some truth to that, but it's actually a little bit more niche, uh, or there's more to it than that, uh, if they want to get it down perfectly. So we're mm-hmm. going to talk about that, and then we're going to finish with that subject. Mary, you're not prepared. This is all your fault. Uh, and then when we get done with that, we are going to talk about um, uh, my favorite topic of all time, which would be Bruce Willis. No, no. We, we, we're going to correct Bruce Willis. We're going to Because get we reported fake news, and we're sorry, and we're growing, and we're learning, and we try to do better every day. That's podluck, but we are going to get into uh, Lizzo. <laughs> Is back again, uh, and there's some cultural implications with Lizzo. So if you guys are ready, we'll just get right into it. Mary, are we ready? We're ready. Dane, are we ready? So ready. So ready. All right, guys. So it says, uh, basically the idea here is uh, Billy uh, Billy Eichner says that uh, he responds after uh, bros underperforms at the box office. Now, here's the problem. A movie underperforms, that's fine. I have no problem with you taking the L if your movie doesn't work. That's, it was a pretty big good. L. Yeah. What did they make? Like half of what they expected? Yeah. Uh, oh, less. Less than, less half, than of half, they, half of what they expected. So it says... 4.8 mil or Responds after bros underperforms. Now... <sighs> Blaming the fans is like a strategy that seems to be uh, working when they when they do it before the movie comes out. I don't know if you want to do this after the movie comes out. It's pretty common now. It's not even blaming the fans. It's just blaming the people who weren't interested in seeing it in the first place. So, so and this was already a niche movie for a niche audience anyway. Like... Yeah. I don't know if there is a demand for gay rom-coms because it's the first of its kind, seemingly, um, so or one of the com- first of its kind. And there's nothing compared to Men generally aren't interested in romance films, like as a genre, no matter what the sexuality of the protagonists is. So 
generally rom-coms are for women yes but women want a female character that they can identify with in the rom-com that and they falls didn't have in love this. with a man they didn't have that this time so, so you, why would you expect this to be a smash like I don't understand. Not just that. No star power really around Yeah, it. nobody's. Like, no, and no then there were the premiere invited nobody's, like yeah. social media influencers, basically. And, and the actor in Eichner, basically he lists all the reasons that don't actually draw It's my favorite part when he lists all the reasons why you should go see it. He literally like, he, it's, like he, it's like he went somewhere and he picked up a list of all the reasons people don't go see yeah. movies and then read from that list. So he says, Rolling Stone already has bros on the list of the best comedies of the 21st century. What's also true wow. is that at one point, a theater chain called Universal said they were pulling the trailer because of the gay content. And then it says they were convinced not to. And then he says, America, F yeah. And then we're going to get into the really bad stuff right now. He says, that's just the world we live in, unfortunately. Even with glowing reviews, great Rotten Tomatoes scores, and an A-plus cinema no score, and an A-cinema score, excuse me, straight people, especially in certain parts of the country, just didn't show up for bros, and that's disappointing, but it is what it is. That is your fault. That is not their fault. It is your fault that things don't work out, and I'm going to prove it to you. So we have another movie that came out this weekend. Did you guys hear about Smile? Yes. Okay. Smile. Over oh, so their creepy. marketing campaign went viral, That's and my point. it was really successful. So I have this article here that says Smile, var- uh, S- Smile viral marketing campaign hides creepy smiling people at baseball game. Mm-hmm. This is how you. I'm, this is how you market a movie. You do not make it about identity politics. You do not tell people that they're bad if they don't show up for your movie. Uh, I imagine that they would say that Smile would say people who don't enjoy smiling didn't show up for our movie, therefore it's their fault. If you have, in fact, that'd be really funny if they were like <laughs> depressed people are the reason nobody went to see our movie. So it's, I mean, uh, I'm surprised to say uh, I just got onto Rotten Tomatoes to see the audience score because when he said, "Oh, we had a great Rotten Tomatoes score," I bet he was saying the reviewers. But actually, the audience score is ninety two percent. It's higher than the reviewers. That's is it? That's that's fine. But it's because niche the people audience. who liked it liked it a lot. Yeah. But that audience is gonna be small because it's a small budget niche movie. And my point here is, I always come back to Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise has now made a fortune marketing movies. It all for, comes back to Tom Cruise every time making movies for everybody to go see. When they, it's the biggest yeah. hypocrisy of the concept of inclusion, right? It's not inclusion. It's come see our movie or else. That's not the same thing. Tom Cruise literally markets to everyone. Whether you like it or not, making niche movies will develop you niche audiences. You don't get to just make the niche product and then get mad that it doesn't have mass appeal. Yeah, so like they made and marketed a movie for specifically the LGBT audience, received good for reviews and reception from them and them only because that's who it was for. Mm. We're talking a lot about who movies are for and who they're not for. It was for the LGBT audience, but then he expects the same box office results as a movie that is made and marketed for everyone, which is something like Maverick or something like a Marvel movie. Or even Free Guy did very, like it had long legs, didn't do uh, super well off the bat. But if we're talking about, uh, what was the other one? Um, I'm sorry, the the one that had uh, The Lost City, uh, Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum this year did very, very, very well. 
romantic, uh, I don't know if you call it a romantic comedy, but it's a, it's a romance film of sorts, like a romantic comedy adventure film. That did very, very well because it marketed to everyone. And it's There's like, another rom-com with uh, J-Lo. That nobody it, saw. And, um, that that nobody Wilson. saw. And, and that's, that's another conversation. So you have we to do it be, right, though. Another conversation we could be having right now is Julia Roberts or somebody this year said, what happened to, to romantic comedies? They're basically dead. Julia because, Roberts is in the, in the works for another rom-com yeah. that she feels calls back to that, that golden age of... <laughs> Uh, 90s rom-coms but like updated for uh, what relates to people today so it's going to be about like a divorced couple that yeah. falls back in love or something this happens with uh, this happens with the WNBA why don't men come and support our league that uh, no but women Dude, don't, don't even support, chicks watch but that. women don't support the league anyways <laughs> it's a rebound we fest. keep we keep we keep subdividing everybody into smaller and smaller groups and then get mad when the return on your investment marketing to smaller and smaller groups is smaller and smaller I mean if you look at the target audience for bros it's not just uh, it's not just LGBT in general. It's gay men because that's who is being depicted in the movie. Yeah. But like, it, you're not guaranteed to find an enthusiastic audience there either I, because yeah. generally men, whether they're gay or straight, are not interested in the rom-com genre. It almost seems kind of um, like stereotypical to tell them they're like they would like it because they're yeah. gay. Yeah, it's like writing an erotica novel that's like sold at grocery stores and then wondering why men aren't receiving it. Like if it's like a gay yeah. erotica novel, like why aren't men buying this novel? It's for them. Yep. But like, that's something that specifically women buy. And here, and here's the, here's the, the, the nail in the coffin of this guy who just couldn't shut. He just couldn't shut up. Sorry to add to, to before you do to add to that point, isn't the LGBTQ uh, market hella saturated as well in TV? Uh, not in film, N not as much, not not as far as like stuff directed specifically for them. If we were talking TV, yes, there's a very large market for that for that audience right now. But I don't even know if you could necessarily say that there's a strong return on that investment either. Remember the show where it was the like lesbian vampire the le lesbian vampires, lesbian vampires, because then, that's that's an entire marketing campaign, right? Yeah. Well, it's and then the, then you have Charlie's Angels, and they're saying this market this is for women, and then men don't. It's like they keep getting mad at men for not showing up to stuff that they're not invited to. It's it's not made for you, but give us your money. But give us your money anyway. <laughs> like, why would straight people be interested in this? I mean, maybe it's a great story. I, I, apparently, it's entertaining. But I, I'm gonna go at, at it from a different side. And sorry, Brett. I know you wanted to segue into something else. I didn't hear any of this movie until today. Yeah. I didn't I, hear any of it. So, I mean, that's that a marketing fail. That's what happened with Charlie's Angels as well. So they had like Same. zero marketing budget. The only people that knew about it were people like like me who watched shows that were talking about how stupid Elizabeth Banks was for the way that she was talking about the movie. I heard about bros only because I think it was being heavily marketed to like straight white women, yeah. like awfuls. Uh, and like <laughs> those were the people I saw at uh, the bros premiere. Yeah. I saw TikTokers. That's the greatest acronym of all time, by the way. What is it? Affluent white female, female liberals. liberals. Yeah. yeah, that's like that that sector and then LGBT people were the target audience for the film. And that's not going to end up covering like all straight women. It, it's only a certain sector of them. So why would you expect 
to have mainstream appeal when it's explicitly not for that. I also want to point out that this director is, is full of absolute garbage because uh, he can pretend like middle America doesn't want to support this movie all at once. Will and Grace was a thing like before I was born. Okay, not before I was born. Like 20 years ago, Will and Grace was a thing. Will and Grace was extremely po- popular. Brokeback Mountain, before... A decade ago, the 15, 20 years ago that movie came out, both did very, I mean, Brokeback Mountain had better like word of mouth, so it, it made more money over a period of time. And I think, it's, I think I read somewhere earlier that its box office was like $178 million. but $178 million back then is a lot more money than that is now. Also, I have to push back with your comment of, I guess not your comment, but your opinion that the LGBTQ genre isn't oversaturated, perhaps not in film. If you think of no, I'm in, saying in, in terms TV of it is in terms of thematics. I'm saying in media it is. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And it's reached absolute mar- market saturation. And I re- I remember Brokeback Mountain being a big deal when we used to care about the Oscars and it had mm-hmm. two two compelling actors, but that was a movie and it had a story mm-hmm. and it had a soul. Yep. And now, and th- this is what really saddens me the most about what they do with most minority groups is that they are a product. Yep. They are a product. They are a consumer product that sold. is sold yep. in a deeply, you know, disingenuous way. And when it fails, it's like, well, 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 isn't America bigoted? It's like, yep. no, it, America isn't bigoted actually. Compared, I mean, not even compared to the rest of the world, I think, just in, in its own right, it, it isn't. But it's, you have a soulless, boring product. You're, it, it's a, it's a, it, these movies are, I'm not saying this one in particular, but typically when these issues get introduced in movies and series, it's like the Target t shirts, like, proud to be whatever. Yep. You know, it's like, okay, well, you're just selling a t shirt. So, uh, it, 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 if but how are you sure that it's not a good quality product? For I'm not who saying it's made for because it seems like I'm not saying this one. I'm saying yeah. that because it's been done so much and the market is so saturated with that thematic, be it HBO, be it comic books, be it not games, um, although some, be it you know film series, people are sick of it because they know the angle of which they're going to hit it and perhaps came a product that would have been generally interesting and entertaining for us, regardless of the fact that we were the target audience or not. But in all the, in all the noise, it just got lost. Yeah. So uh, another thing that can work in these, in these movies favors is longer legs, right? Uh, You're, you're, Immediate first week box office doesn't have to be the greatest thing in the world if the movie has good word of mouth and long legs, meaning that it can make a whole lot more money if people keep showing up to the movie and there's lower drops from week to week. That's actually what like Woman King is, is like holding steady now because the drops from week to week are very low mm-hmm. or mid, mid-level. So this movie could have had that. Theoretically, it, it seems to have good word of mouth among the people who liked it. Yes, but, but the, that's they're still not gonna, a niche. Yes, so to get, they they need to now expand outwards, away from the niche audience and into the regular audience. This but is they're, the, what they're saying. Even though they're a niche film for a niche audience, it's that everyone who hasn't seen it is the weirdo. Yes. Yeah. 
They so said everyone who isn't a homophobic weirdo yes. should go see bros. I'm going to read the quote in full. So this is what I'm saying. He, he could have uh, taken the L on the first week and allowed the good word of mouth from the critics, even if we don't believe that that matters. They clearly believe, think that that matters. Let the good word of mouth build. Say something uh, humble and then uh, and then say and it would be great. You know, more of these movies will get made if more people go out and see it. Don't immediately become defensive. This is his quote. He says, everyone who isn't a homophobic weirdo should go see br uh, bros tonight. You will have a blast and it is special and uniquely powerful to see this particular story on a big screen, especially for cute uh, for queer folks who don't get this opportunity often. I love this movie so much. Go bros. What do you got to bring that energy, though? See, see that this is my issue is like, what do you got to bring the negative energy to your movie? That's what I'm saying. Just say movie goers that enjoy a uh, uh, hilarious rom com moviegoers that enjoy high quality film why does it always have to be this like them versus us energy the emphasis why? on it is special and powerful when In a no one was really yeah. railing against it like that saying that it's not special or powerful to the people who watched it no one said that it wasn't those things but you're responding as if it as if there's all that pushback when you're getting universal praise from critics, because universal praise from your target audience. Because now not responding is the same. It silences violence. Not responding at all is the same thing. By not and going to the movie, that's their that's their take on it. You know that the critics are going to praise it. Yep. You know that because you have to. You can't. You can't give this movie a negative review. It's no. not acceptable. No, it would not. Uh, well, here's That's the That's not okay. I have Christian Toto's review here, which is extremely fair to the movie, but he points out, he, he tends to point out the areas where uh, people might disconnect, people that aren't part of the community who go to see it might disconnect from the film. So he says, Bobby is spearheading, this is one of the characters, a new LGBT. Q plus museum project with his fellow creators bickering about President Abraham Lincoln's gay vibes and other issues. The film stops over and over again to diver deliver a lecture on gay rights, historical punishments, and more. The Stonewall riots get repeatedly name checked in the fr before the first act wraps, so it gets bogged down in its own commentary when it doesn't it's self need to do it's self, self referential and in a self sabotaging yeah. way. So it says he includes several off-putting scenes that may upend the film's plea for tolerance. An early sequence finds Bobby talking to a straight couple and their with their young children present. The chat veers into gay sex details and Bobby asks, and rightly so, if the conversation is appropriate for young years. Also, another thing working out against this movie is it's R-rated. Mm -hmm. R-rated movies have a harder time at the box office, though arguably not horror movies or rom-coms, I guess, might be fine if you're 18 yeah. and older but it says uh, they, they talk about uh there there's talk about orgies and also like this is not something that you can bring to all audiences and that's it's also, just not that is not no matter straight or gay that is not content or language that's generally in straight rom-coms so if you're trying to assimilate lgbt characters into this genre where they haven't ordinarily been shown then you need to stay within the boundaries of what is normal and popular in that genre you if you want to make money if you want to make money but also if you want it to still fit in that genre so you can't be talking about graphic sexual like yep. you can't be talking about things in a graphic sexual fashion you can't be talking about orgies in a rom-com if you want it to fit properly 
into the rom-com genre. That doesn't happen in a J-Lo L- Owen Wilson film. That doesn't happen in a Julia Roberts film. That's just not a thing in that genre. So if you want to assimilate LGBT characters into the genre seamlessly and get mainstream appeal, you can't include that content. Or at the very but least, you want to have it. You want to yeah. have your cake and eat it too. You want to every make the time. Ni- you want to make the niche product while uh, making not niche money. Yeah, and exactly. And, and it just shows like the entitlement of Eichner oh. that he would expect not only universal praise praise from critics, but also from the niche audience he targeted and straight people. The way this sounds to me, in a way is that his argument is, and I don't know if I'm generalizing, but it's, hey, listen, I covered all these uh, bonus points, all these points that we we revere right now in culture. Like, as a result, I deserve success. And in all of these ideologies, whether it's LGBTQ+, plus, not the sexuality, but the ideology of LGBTQ+, plus, the ideology of feminism, are inherently divisive, and divisive means less money. That's just the long and the short of it. You can't really cut it any other way. Uh, I have these pictures. If you guys want to look at this, these are the pictures from the viral marketing for Smile. This is how you market a movie. Mm-hmm. They're, on, uh, they're on daytime TV. Ugh. They're on, okay, look at that face. <laughs> She's so disturbing looking. It, it makes you want to know what the hell is going and on. And that's something that's in, like They're incredibly shareable games. on social yeah. media and on TikTok especially. So, and they're at baseball games, they're at sporting events, they're on daytime TV, places where everyone, regardless of race, gender, sexual orientation, gather to watch or consume stuff together. And people who ordinarily might not be interested in horror films would have Ugh. heard about it at yeah, least. At the very least. So, And y- you can't even... Like, if they wanted to make divisive comments in the marketing for Smile, then it would be about ableism and mental illness being stigmatized in film. But it was never about that. Nope. It's almost like they've, um, a lot of these movies handicap themselves. And it almost breaks my heart for them. If As somebody who has been, who, who knows what it's like to be creative and want to see something succeed, like, it breaks my heart to see somebody not realize that they're sabotaging themselves. Right? right, like I, I, I can be as angry as I want about the stuff he's saying, and it does annoy me, especially him uh, holding somehow believing that Hollywood is representative of the entire world. Um, we had a discussion recently where we were talking about how Hollywood really is its own country, like they don't represent. I think that was when we were talking about the, the, the movie, like the Korean actor, or sorry, like the Chinese movie stars and being the best representatives of your, of your culture. Like Hollywood no longer represents mm-hmm. America; they represent Hollywood and Hollywood alone. Yeah, we've right. talked about that also in the context of celebrities who live in L.A. for decades yeah. and then move out into like somewhere in middle America and they reveal that they really had no idea what the rest of the country was like and they thought that this insulated culture that they lived in was the end-all be-all. Um, so and I think that the- when you listen to Billy Eichner's response to how this movie has been received... You can tell that he's just surrounded by yes men who yes. will. Well, not even just yes men, but they're terrified to say no because if you don't, if you say no, you're a bigot. Also, well, um, if we're going off the premise that some education needs to be done, I'm I'm putting myself in his shoes. If we're going off the premise that some education needs to be done in whatever this the straight 
community in order to understand the which is bs the, the let's just say the appeal of the movie why why don't you do it why don't tell me uh they can't do that without being condescending they cannot do it no, i capable. mean can't they no they can't what? Not, okay not not they but they the hollywood they don't you th- hollywood well, does not know how to yeah do. that that that's a good point but him human or human dane you know what you'll like the movie because it's pretty funny and you're a funny guy like something like that. Yeah. Something like, hey, it, it's pretty hilarious, honestly. Because they have to, they have to literally, like, they're patting themselves on the back constantly. They, if they, you're referencing the fact that there haven't been a, there hasn't been a lot of LGBT representation in rom com films, that's true. So if you're referencing that, and then you're trying to take the step of contributing a film in that genre for LGBT audiences. So but, I, re- I remember seeing Bridesmaids. You remember that movie? No. So Bridesmaids was supposed to be the, the hangover, but for chicks. Mm-hmm. And so obviously, I'm, I mean, not obviously anymore, but I'm not the target demographic. But you're every woman, though. Basically. But be, before I was every woman, <laughs> I've, I've come to be every woman. But before that, I was not the tar- target demographic, right? And... A friend of mine just told me, oh, man, it's, it's just pretty funny uh, regardless. I was like, okay. And I watched it and I had fun. And it, and it wasn't for me. But, you know, I mean, it wasn't the greatest movie of all time. But, like, someone told me it was funny. Uh, I opened myself up to it. It, it was good. and Market-wide. Market-wide yeah. on generalities. Not a, I'm done with the things that claim that this is I, never again. Do I ever want to hear about how some stupid movie made by gazillionaires in Hollywood has greater societal implications? No, yeah. they do not. They have no such societal implications. It's just your own back padding uh, of yourself. Nobody, it is not a marketing move. It doesn't make me or anyone normal in a struggling economy want to go see something that you made because it has greater societal well, implications. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. My point is, if that's what they were going for... If you were trying to make an impact on society and on uh, the tastes of viewers, being a tastemaker and a new step forward in this genre, you failed at doing that because you sabotaged your own film yeah. by making it overly raunchy. It's R-rated. You've already cast out a huge amount of that audience that likes rom-coms in the first place because they're supposed to be wholesome and lighthearted and not you know, full of salacious content. And then you also made it, made watching it into a virtue signal and no one is interested in that. They just want entertainment. Yeah. In, in a world where the economy is struggling, I, I, I finally started seeing like the costs going up like when I go to buy groceries. Like, You're like evil what? laughing. Like, 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 as I'm saying, like in this economy, in, in, a, in a time when everyone's struggling, okay, not the, but uh, ex- expensive, like way more, like extensively more. Like, you can't market movies on such a means. You have to offer somebody a reason to go to the movie beyond your own vanity. Yeah, mm-hmm. as a legendary Giga Chad, I, I the thing I've, that's made me notice the price hikes the most is jerky. It was a pack of jerky. Well, I used jerky to buy. Was that's because it's always expensive. No, but there was a pack of jerky that was that's like this that I used to buy for ten bucks. It's like seventeen now. Oh. It's like brother. Well, I mean, 
So I, 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 before we move on, I just want to say they, they talk about how it's hilarious, a hilarious raunchy comedy that also features a terrific cast and a sweet romantic story to tell. Exclude the part about raunchy comedy. Uh, you can market it as, as LGBTQ, but don't make it the, the main selling point. Make the main selling point a universal ideal. If that, sweet romantic comedy. But if that weren't the main selling point, he wouldn't have chosen the title. I know. The title bros is already calling more attention to the sexuality of the protagonists than the story itself. They want the vanity project it's, license without well making the mainstream money. It's like fatally self-referential and self-aware and it has these like Christian Toto pointed out these moments in the movie that are preachy and lecturing and talking about like history lessons yeah. basically that's not what anyone comes to a straight rom-com for why would you put it in your gay rom-com then exactly because because they want to they want to turn everything into edutainment and make but make money as if they're making regular entertainment edutainment is for children veggie tales is edutainment <laughs> It's still uh, that's what that is. Ta- referencing the the Stonewall Barney is entertainment. Referencing the Stonewall riots in your rom com, as far as I'm concerned, and, and make more than once, f- yeah, falls into that category. Oh, you don't know what that is? Here, let me tell you. That's that's what that feels like to and me. And they get out of PowerPoint presentation <laughs> yeah. essentially. This, this and this, yeah, exactly. So uh, another L so for an industry that just can't seem to figure out that the best thing you can do is just make a movie uh, and give basic generalities on how to on how to market it. The Great streaming world story. seems to understand that vanity projects aren't the way to go. They don't make as much money. No, I disagree. I think streaming is almost all vanity projects now. Well, that's- Netflix is admittedly slashing big budget films yeah. for smaller budget ones that are more mass appeal. So Yeah, now, but it took him ten, it took him 5 years but of, they're, of nothing but they're but coming failures. to the realization yeah. that vanity projects yeah. are not the way to go yeah. if you're trying to make money. I don't and know then, how much this movie cost to make, but it's probably less of an investment than they were they're not going to make this movie on the scale of a big budget blockbuster, but they can write this off and take the virtue signal points. There was, there's yeah. also there's also the distinct possibility that this movie does well uh, in PVOD or streaming, right? So a lot of people might look at this okay. movie, be completely interested in seeing it, and just saying, I'll wait till it comes out on... Well, on he's hurting tours. the long-lasting hype and That's, memorability yes. for it by making it about himself yeah. and his Twitter. His Twitter fingers are sabotaging his movie and that's what i'm saying like he he was not thinking long term when he started posting that stuff right after right off the bat so yeah let's do super chats waffle sensei said this isn't the best 3 p.m show on youtube it's the best show that ever was or ever will be on any platform or media format well you know what i didn't pay waffle sensei i i didn't pay waffle sensei to say that i swear is that your alt account my alt account (laughs) Waffle Sensei also said, "You will take your family to the R-rated gay film, and you will like it." You don't have well. You wouldn't want to be called a bigot, would you? Right. Right. Caper Two X said, first rom com and last next time try lesbians." You'd honestly have a better shot with lesbians. You would. I mean, would that be a marketing disaster too? We yes. Mentioned Jennifer's body, yes. and that seems to be in the that like niche like queer audience it has themes also like that yeah i never saw it you and i both know they would not allow the lesbians to be hot in the movie right like (laughs) you just ruined your own 
your own movies. You <laughs> that, can't make money like true. that. They, they, they don't they, cast hot people, and even when they're casting children, they cast ugly children. I Dude. don't want to see an Amy Schumer rom- lesbian rom-com. I want to see an Angelina, or no, I'm sorry, I want to see a Megan Fox lesbian rom-com. I, was, I mean, I was the Charlie's watching. Angels actresses were attractive. Some of them. I, I was watching Survivor with my girl on the weekend, and we were watching an old season because I... I was getting her in. She, she, so she's watching the new season. You're brainwashing with me. her, right? Hey, okay. she loves it. Um, we were watching the new season, but obviously it's like week by week, yeah. and we wanted to watch Survivor, so I showed her one of my favorite seasons, and she was like, "Wow, everyone in this season's hot." I was like, "Yeah, dude, that's how it used to be." They, 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 what, what, <laughs> who's the girl from Twilight? Chris, Kristen Stewart. Okay, she's in that movie, and they literally do the thing early in the movie where she's got the wig on, the long hair looks beautiful, and then she like pulls it off, and it's clearly supposed to be a reference to like, "Not on my watch, am I going to be seemingly hot?" No, she's still good looking. Yes, absolutely, but it's absolutely an attack yeah. on the concept of traditional feminine. Well, media. that's essentially what happened to Kristen Stewart in real life. She yes. was such a babe in Adventureland. I don't know why she. Did that to her appearance. There's arguably like weirder times. I, I, I rewatched Scream Two recently, and they all have this weird. It's like the it's like the the chin length hair and super. You know, like it's like that proto Karen yeah. haircut, but all the women have it. That's weird. And, and red streaks in their hair. Red streaks is fine. Dark red. Yeah, it was it was ahead of its time, but yes, arguably a weirder a weirder time <laughs> for women's hair. I need to stop watching YouTube. Said. Uh, bleep scene in Blonde is unholy wood humiliation ritual. Uh, in in I won't yeah repeat that. Yes, in Bleepwood. Uh, the the funny thing is there was more articles coming out today. What was it? Uh, uh, Emily Ratatouille said something about how like it's a fetishization <laughs> it's, it's, of female pain. Yes, I, I, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I'm not going to try to pronounce Ratajkowski. it. I don't care. Uh, yeah, she said it's that uh, what Hollywood does is fetishize women's pain, which is interesting considering they actually do cause women pain and then fetishize it. It's just annoying when she says it because they all still participate in the ritualization and the fetishization of women. But then they get to complain about it too. That word is so hard for me to say. Yeah, I know. I, I, I said it. And I'm not saying it again. How does Hand, Handmaid's Tale not do exactly that? It does. That's do literally exactly the point that. of the show. Yeah, that's the point of it. <laughs> Potatoes for Seamus said, so glad to see the PCC has brought success even to other shows like IRL. Perhaps they can grow to be a fraction of the success that PCC has. Wouldn't that be fantastic? I mean, We pray for them every day. That kid, Tim, he's got potential. I'm telling <laughs> you. Uh, Colt Bleep said, I've been having issues sleeping, and it was solved when I went to go see bros. Ask your doctor if this unfunny comedy <laughs> is right for you. I, I mean, I thought he was going like, I was having trouble sleeping, then I started watching your podcast. Now I'm fully refreshed and energized every Don't morning. Don't assume the worst. I, I am a pessimist by nature, guys. <laughs> Tyler Hogue said, never liked anime, but cyberpunk edge runner has given me emotional damage. Emotion- I need a review. English dub was better. I've heard uh, very good things. What is it? What is Cyberpunk Edge Runner on? I, I I have been looking into possibly watching that. Hideo Kojima, which is like a legendary, legendary video game director, said it was really good. Yeah. Uh, I think it might be worth it. Uh, somebody somebody commented last time and said they think it might be it might offend your sensibilities. I Why? Said, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I find Mary's sensibilities quite hard to. To read? To, to, no, quite hard to, to offend. To offend. I, oh. I was telling Mary earlier about a, a video. There are some things I won't watch. Uh, there was a video. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I found that most of like uh, 
uh, of that tends to be more because of um, like Hollywood's overt sexualization of stuff, right? That's like, yeah. Like I won't watch that. Um, but there was a, I, I, was, I sent Mary a video this weekend of a guy dressed up as Jesus doing tricks on a skateboard shaped like a cross. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that before. Is that, and like, wasn't new? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing like that shocks me anymore. But I do like to send that stuff to Mary to get a baseline for what I can expect. Cause I know that Mary's response <laughs> and Seamus's response will be totally different. Right. <laughs> Charlie red said, I love MF rom-coms. I don't oh, know if he's male, saying, female rom-coms. I, I thought he was saying mother, mother effing. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Male, female rom-coms. And I just don't care to see two dudes. If uh. it makes me a bigot, rude AF for them to make that claim because I'm traditional. I wonder if, um, I mean, I, I've never heard uh, uh, anyone that's gay said they had a problem with, the, like they might have an argument there that they have a problem with like, you know, straight rom-coms. They probably don't. Like, yeah, if they're not interested in watching straight couples on TV, then we would never call them like heterophobic for that. No. So that's weird. Uh, like, uh, just, but the, the the fact of the matter is, is you sliced your potential audience down by a large amount. Yeah, like kids aren't interested in romantic comedies <laughs> either. Yeah, but and we'll, we'll get to it. You know, kids aren't also interested in like romantic subplots in their own kids' entertainment, like. Yeah. Those things are shoehorned in awkwardly as well. G said, basically, every movie that has failed sounds like a feminist. I mean, most of the, I mean, lots of movies fail these days, but the ones that get the most play or the ones that get the most press are the ones that have feminist or these types of undertones because it allows them to complain about it openly. Also, every time you use WMBA in an argument, you lose. I already used it earlier. I don't lose. I win. You lost. No. No, I mean, but you, you, you used it in like they use it as an argument. Oh. Is how you phrased it. What do you mean? I mean, well, that they're looking for male audiences yeah. to appreciate women's sports. You are. So they are. Yeah, that's true. They want you to subsidize their. Dane was just saying that that's a losing argument. Yes. Why? Because no, I, like, literally, no one cares about the WNBA. Right yeah, I don't know why you're <laughs> <laughs> just accepting. He's saying that their argument is bad. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Thank you, Mary, for <laughs> make your points better. I don't think it's a feminist. No, that's what I meant. It, like we weren't gonna get anywhere. Bros is only a feminist movie insofar as they're looking for straight women to watch it because gay men aren't interested in it. This is hey, you can blame the straight women for this because for like two decades we've had straight women talk about gay men like they're like they're purse puppies. Like, and that's what this movie was all about yeah, for them. Yeah, which is like, insulting. Gay men, because they're men, they're not interested in this genre. Yep. They're not, like, gay men are still men, and men aren't interested in romance films. It's just a fact. And and that's probably why they awkwardly, like, added all of this raunchy humor to it anyway. Yeah. Walker Texas Danger said, Dane days are good days. Well, when we have a main guest host, it's always better. Mm. He said every time they complain about people not doing what they should, they sound just like slave owners angry at the slaves they bought. Yikes. Because Yikes. we're slaves to the media. Right. Johnny Beck sent us a thumbs up. Two thumbs up for me. Um, and who is this? <laughs> Brett Dasovic. Is this your twin? Uh, who has an icon? Thanks that for looks, tuning in, everyone. Love you all. Who has an icon that yeah. looks suspiciously like Waffle Sensei's icon? Interesting. That is very interesting, guys. It could be me, though. You never know. 
It could be me. <laughs> all right. So believe it or not, not all was well on the on the Western Front to when they were marketing or when they were making the Jeffrey Dahmer series on Netflix, which is turning into its own version of Don't Worry Darling with all of the gold, the absolute gold that's coming out of this. So it says Netflix's Jeffrey Dahmer series accused of racism towards black crew. One of the worst shows I've ever worked on. I'm actually going to go to the... Uh, to the Lad Bible uh, article here. So it says, Dahmer, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, which is one of the worst names I've ever seen for a show ever, by the way, with the subject, Dahmer, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Like, who knows? It's it's kind of a long... If anything, the main title should have been Monster, and then the subtitle should be, like, the The Dahmer Dahmer story. I don't know. uh, So weird. So basically, they talk about here, her name was Kim Elsup, and she was a production assistant on this show. And she says that she was worked as a coordinator on the 10-part series and was regularly mistaken with a black colleague. Retweeting the trailer, she said, I worked on this project and I was one of two black, one of two black people on the crew and they kept calling me her name. We both had braids. She had dark skin and is 5'10". I'm 5'5". Working on this took everything I had and I was treated horribly. I look at the black female lead differently now too. Speaking with the Los Angeles Times, okay. You're privileged. If you're a production assistant or anything less than a director or an actor and you're speaking with the Los Angeles Times, I'm sorry. I mean, I just want to know how many production assistants they had and why she expected. Thank you. Why she expected the director and all the rest of the crew to know her personally. When it was her job to memorize the names of the extras and the actors. She added that she hadn't yet watched the series because she fears it will remind her of the difficult time she had making this show. She also said, I just feel like it's going to bring back too many memories of working on it. I don't want to have these PTSD type situations. The trailer itself gave me PTSD, which is why I ended up writing that tweet and I didn't think anyone was going to read it. Dude, I gotta say. So what she said in the tweet, we don't know because she made her account private. What makes this country exceptional is also what makes it terrible because people are told, man, you can do it, follow your dreams, blah, blah, blah. And that is the kind of comment of a person that has been told you're the best, you're this, you're that. And they don't understand that life is in stages. And I wasn't born the marketing man extraordinaire, you know. (laughs) It it took years and some grinding. And as as I've said uh, in the past on the show, I was a production assistant. And I've gotten people coffee more times than you could effing believe, okay. And sure, it sucked. And but I sure as hell didn't expect anyone to know my name. You there, know what I'm saying? I have I have been a production assistant. You would be more shocked if they did know your name. <laughs> yeah, you would be like, "Am I being set well, up for something?" Here's the thing: and we're they're, cute. They're yeah. going to know the name Kim Alsup now, <laughs> now? Yeah. because you talked to the LA Times. That was a huge mistake because now no one's going to hire everyone's you. Everyone's going to know that you're difficult to work with, and you're not going to get hired again because you're causing the production more harm than good. It's, you it's, cause them bad publicity. Why would anyone else hire you again, ever? Imagine D-Day. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, air, you're literally airdropping into Afghanistan or Iraq. Uh, it's D-Day and you're, you're taking the boat. To the like, this is the point of the country now where 
PTSD is now is now given to you because people didn't remember your names. Uh, Everyone on a set, Trauma. it seems, wants to be treated like they're starring. Yes. Every every production assistant uh, assumes that they should get the same treatment as Evan Peters. Dude, know your role. And where does that? That's what, there, there is a point here. There's where an does argument, that attitude even come from? There, there's an argument you made here, like, dude, grow up. When is when has Hollywood been? Some kind of egalitarian utopia where status, this is their like own. regardless of status and regardless of your name and your like your star power, you're treated the same. That's never been the case in Hollywood, and it's never been the case in the art world or the fashion world anywhere. But it's their own fault. Okay, I was just watching uh, an interview, uh, or no, I'm sorry, like a, a a thing where Priyanka Chopra did like a a Q and A with Kamala Harris. And they were talking about, she's like, I finally got paid the same as my male coworkers. They're, they they pay lip service to the gender wage gap bullshit all the time. Sorry. So I swore. You're good with um, me. I, I, it's not a kid-friendly thing to do. Guys, don't swear. It's not, it's not nice. They, they, pay, they, they talk about this. How often does this stuff come up uh, when we're talking about this stuff, Mary? Like when they're talking about uh, gender, uh, gender wage disparity, things like that. That's not uncommon. You know what's funny? Kim Alsup's... Uh technical position on set was to be the covid testing coordinator and they expected her name to be remembered the covid testing coordinator why would anyone even like you you're there yeah. just to bother them <laughs> that, about whether they're they're covid positive so you're like literally in 2022 people. maybe it's actually i sent you an article that, of the weekend that we didn't choose to, that i chose not to cover today that they just renewed covid protocols in hollywood again yeah for another and, six and months and this woman's job exists because of that lunacy. maybe she's just maybe and like she expects intimacy. people to treat her what? with respect when she's trying to stick a swab into their skull you're getting impersonated in chat now, full on. Okay, that's pretty incredible. That's right. <laughs> uh, like, the, like imagine maybe there's like a fake level of intimacy of like sticking a swab in someone's nose. Is that, that she, it? And she feels like she's developing a connection with these people, and she's not. You think that and you know Evan Peters because you stuck a swab into his nose? <laughs> Could be. And that you're on the same level as him. Like calling yourself a part of the crew when all you're doing is sticking swabs in people's faces feels a little bit disingenuous and self-aggrandizing, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Uh, so I'm just like, we're in a world now where everyone has to be held to the same standard, but not everyone gets to be treated the same. And that's the, them's the breaks, as they say. Uh, the star of the show does not get treated the same as the director who does not get treated. Like imagine being like, like if you're seeing the director doesn't know the lead actor's name or the lead actor doesn't know uh, his co-star's name, maybe we have room here for an argument, but you're literally a cog in the machine i think at least the backlash from the family members of Dahmer's victims have a leg to yeah. stand on with being disturbed by the fact that this production happened well what about some what but if this is just about behind the scenes drama and you assuming racism when think about if you had been in another pa's shoes if you and another pa were uh both generic looking white guys mm. who wear polos or something and you both get called the same name if one of you name is named kyle and the other one is named kevin then you're both called kyle would that be racism no yeah. it would be the fact that you're in insignificant and, you and yeah and you can important. be replaced instantly and because of that 
because of you whining to the press as well, that's why you're not going to be on another set. So I think these people know that. Is there also a certain level of disrespect to be paid to the actual people who went through the Dahmer tragedy through family members to say that she's got that PTSD you have equal level yeah. of of like that you have an equal gripe? Yeah, that you have voice. PTSD because people alongside didn't your name. them. Yeah. When they have an actual claim to being re-traumatized, they're saying that is now being discredited even further because you're claiming trauma. It's kind of like when with the "Don't Worry, Darling" stuff, and like every there's like legitimate gripes to the to the backstage drama, but yeah. then everybody makes it about Spitgate. And this one, like yes. all of the families that are going through this again, are like, "I'm being re-traumatized." Do I agree with them that Hollywood yeah. doesn't have a right to tell that story and monetize? No, I don't necessarily agree with that. But they have at least a an understandable thing to complain about and that's going to be lumped in with Kim Alsup saying people didn't remember my name what yes. trauma what's Spitgate uh, Harry what, Styles Harry Styles spitting on allegedly Chris. spitting on Chris Pine. so, so there that was, was the most well known controversy surrounding the film even though it was the most obviously debunked one because it was easy for them to say look how ridiculous all of these claims are if, if this one is ridiculous the rest of them right. must be ridiculous too they shifted it to focus on that because then it makes all of the claims sound stupid right. even though all the other ones had more than enough validity to them and if we're looking at this at, at all the drama surrounding Dahmer on the grounds of like is this good marketing for the show I would say no compared to the don't worry darling drama because all the don't worry darling drama was low stakes it was it meant nothing mm -hmm. and in in the ethic of today which is obsessed with all things social justice related you didn't have any any grounds to complain on that front but with this it's first the lgbt controversy the the tag on on netflix which they removed which they removed which then of course we released it's, a video this weekend before but we didn't release the one about them removing it so it makes us look like fake news we are not fake news it's we just covered it again the insider piece that was published by the family member of a victim i think the sister of one of the victims who was herself portrayed on the stand in the show. Shockingly accurately, I might yeah. add. Like the, the the actress they got to play this lady looked just like her. Um, and, and then now this. Yep. So all of this is like very heavy stuff. Yep. Like, I don't even know if this show should have happened. Like if this was even a good idea. I don't have a problem with Because you're just it. like, well, I don't know. Like, Why not? I think it's distasteful because... You're, there's already a body of work or on. Blame the awfuls. They're the ones who dramatic who retellings of of Jeffrey Dahmer's crimes, and then there was already a full length film starring a former Disney star, um, about Dahmer's life before he started committing crimes. I think that's a hell of a lot more interesting than reenacting the crimes themselves and the aftermath. Did you see the TikTok trend of the, all the women who are claiming like that they watched it and then that it wasn't bad enough. So apparently they didn't like, there's plenty what of do you mean? the claim okay. that this romanticizes serial killers is totally true. Like that's exactly what it's well, doing. We've been doing that. In You're this country casting for three Evan decades. Peters 
who is like one of those American horror story heartthrobs that like teenage girls were obsessed with. You're casting him as Jeffrey Dahmer. But what do you th think is going to happen? Nobody is connecting this to the fact that it was a real life event. Yeah. And that it was a real person who really it, killed people. Was it Bundy, the one that was really handsome? Yeah. Bundy was the and they cast it and they casted Zach Efron. They cast Zach Efron. You don't have to say cast it. Somebody corrected me on that recently. Really? I mean, even they, that was a different situation because Ted Bundy being charming to women is an essential part of yes. how he got away with his crimes. Yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer was an awkward socially inept so maybe what we do here is we turn it on them like the women would turn it we make it about ugly guys like we ugly guys want our roles too you don't need to you don't need to hire ugly representation yeah we need ugly represent i need hey i need a role okay i need to be Brad. uh but you know, so i'm saying like that you need to start don't playing. make me call you you need to start again. you need to start playing their game and start making it about like oh oh nothing you can cast all the the ugly women and all the this and that and say that it's about representation but the second you need to cast Jeffrey Dahmer you cast some super handsome guy no 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 ugly dudes even more than um than dramatized tv shows and movies romanticize serial killers i think the podcasters that like do their makeup and talk about true crime yeah are doing the work of trivializing those crimes even more so. It's a market, like, man. It's a I whole can't market believe to, be that, to be reached. I can't believe that they're the uncanceled. Like, they're the uncancelable. When, for such a, like, I don't know, the what what is considered immoral today. Do you think the people, do you think the people that listen to this show think of it as immoral? I bet you they to, don't. To, to this to, show? To, 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 if, if, okay, so if there's... To pop culture yeah, crisis? Pop, do you think they think it's immoral? To cover to, those to stories. To cover those stories and romanticize them. No. It's a different... I mean, it's obviously different if you're uh, making a film or fictional like TV show about it yeah. than just sitting there and... So retelling it while doing your makeup we've got but this thing here about the tiktok trend where it's like true women. crime is popular because yeah. women romanticize serial killers it's just true to your point i think chat's based and i don't i don't think a lot of things phase them raise your hand if you are part of the handful of people who are completely unbothered by the Dahmer series and is watching it again this is a trend going around on tiktok right now here's another one that says load 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 uh, it says when everybody uh, when everyone is freaking out about how morbid the new Dahmer show is and you're just bummed they didn't show the cruel uh, the cruel more morbid parts Dude, criminal minds if you yeah. watch that show yeah. that show gets gross there's so I've been much watching it this, I was I spent time yeah. watching it this, I love that show. if I love you're the first interested in salacious and gory shocking content there's plenty of fictional material for you but it's specifically that this involved real people and real life events that yeah. is that intrigues people the most and i think that's gross i i, I don't see it as a thing that uh shouldn't not be covered look I, at the I, okay they're auctioning off jeffrey dahmer's glasses yeah. for a hundred and fifty thousand dollars whole cottage tell industry. me that this is not actively Disrespecting families, somewhere and Ben spitting on the graves of victims. Somewhere Ben Shapiro is talking about the free market. I'm, I understand here's that, a, here's but a, like, is that really yours to no make, I, to profit off of? Then is you that blame really the media. Then you blame the media for covering it to begin with. 
then then we don't cover it at all and there's no coverage either you get to cover it or you get to like in this country you can both cover it as, as part of the media and then it becomes a dramatization later that's just how the world works unfortunately and as long as there's I, interest, I understand be that that's how it works i'm just saying that it's that it's a sign of decay yeah. fun fun fact that's uh, fun fact that's uh, only tangentially connected connected i used to break my glasses so much as a kid right i would get new glasses and i'd break them like instantly my dad bought me those exact glasses. i mean not those they look exact, exactly look exactly like, like, that, those, no. like which you know are the ugliest glasses you've ever mm. seen and he said you have to keep these for a year without breaking them or you'll never get another pair he just he would only buy me more of that pair until i made that pair last a year did it work uh yeah wow <laughs> i was like i don't want these things for any longer than i have to have them That's so funny. so i had to literally have like serial killer glasses like <laughs> i mean i probably could have had my first date in 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 sixth grade or fifth grade if only uh i did not look like ted bundy or or jeffrey dahmer walking through the classroom i hope that you pull up pictures of this I, at some I point pro I, I probably never took pictures with them on i probably took them off uh ah. because i i look like a serial killer darn it so so just uh, thanks, Dad. Thank you. Thank you for uh, for teaching me the value of uh, making something uh, of not breaking your stuff. I want to. I mean, it worked. It did. I just want to acknowledge that, like, the appeal for for the true crime audience, I think, is an escape from the obsession our society has with like propriety, and not like mean? not propriety as in like. Um, how you dress or your language, but really that like men these days are on a leash. So, like, and if you see one who was absolutely unhinged to the extreme, it's like interesting. Yeah, and there's no fiction that represents that anymore. Like, no one even hunts animals anymore. So, when you Chris see a story of somebody in the modern world who like hunted people, that's obviously Thank interesting. Thank you guys. Also, I want to point out I'm work, we're trying to figure out a way to put the amount needed for the next uh, crisis party on or the Or the screen. amount that we have so far yes. in each. I want like, to do that. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I think you're right. I, I think a big part of it is, is we're in a culture that's there's a huge push towards the feminization of men. There's a huge push away from anything masculine. All masculinity is toxic. And it's yeah. okay. And it's somehow considered more... Uh, more um, acceptable to show it when it's clearly meant to be bad and it's but then their yeah. natural instincts to be attracted to actual masculinity that isn't toxic or evil runs headlong into the fact that the only way they can now see it is through examples that are extremely awful dude so yeah. much so that all dudes spaces now are either being invaded by women moderators or feds I tell Mary that all the time. I said, all the problems is it's like dudes just want to do their own thing. And women are like, real. hi, dudes can we come in here? And yeah. I'm not saying that killing people is masculine just for the record. I mean, I'm just no talking saying, yeah. about. Statistically, it is. The like. Sorry to be the, the most violent crime the, is, commit, is committed yeah, yeah. by men. Maybe the, the fact that men need a controlled environment of some kind to and, and like to safely and acceptably be rough, be like wild or unhinged in some way. And well, they're not even allowed that. Even in school, school is geared to, is almost exclusively geared towards female forms of learning, right? Like uh, men don't. And like, that's part of the reason they, that this they, person flew off the handle. This Jeffrey Dahmer guy, he's threw, an individual. Yeah, they and throw he went men crazy. On, 
they throw men on Ritalin, boys yeah. on Ritalin, because God forbid they have to sit in a classroom for eight hours every day, which is antithetical to the way they're programmed to learn. Mm-hmm. Right? It makes no sense. And really anyone. It's just that women are better able to adapt yeah. to it. Yep. Um, but I just wanted to point that out. That's, it's cause, funny, too, because this is, this is absolutely, like, one of those things that they talk about in a lot of Criminal Minds episodes is, like, um, there's a whole thing about, like, a, a cottage industry of like, of, like, serial killer memorabilia that gets sold. Uh, not uncommon. So, yeah. you know, there's, there's extremely morbid people that would love to collect stuff like that. Yeah. So. I just want to point out, like, I, I understand that why so, there's an appeal. Okay, so then I would ask you this. If... We're okay with it being covered in the media, though we agree that the media is biased and awful, so you can't even necessarily expect the media to report on things accurately. Uh, we don't believe that, you don't believe that they should be doing, the, they do, you don't think they should be um, making an aggrandized version of this and uh, making it seem more, gl- uh, more glorified than it is. Yep. Yeah. Birth control time. <laughs> I, take your little cycle yeah yeah um so what do they do like how do you draw attention to this stuff if not that i mean i feel like i i, I say they shouldn't make this but i i know that they will yeah. and it's unavoidable so i, I get it. like it's funny because like you and you and hannah clara are always like 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 she says we shouldn't make sequels and then and you're like uh, we shouldn't do this. And I'm over here like, but they're going to. I'm the not really should or shouldn't an- isn't yeah. about censoring it. Yeah. It's just it's just analyzing why we find certain things interesting right now. And you think and it's, it's a always, reflection of our culture. It's And it's the wrong reasons. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And you think it's a reflection of the degradation of our culture? Yes. Yes. Do you think that that's something that can be repli- uh, uh, rectified? Do you think we can go back on that? Mm, I'm trying to be less black-pilled. Certainly I'll, I'll ask- not. <laughs> Through media, uh, not through entertainment. Mary thinks you need Jesus. I think that that, I think we need to like encounter death and destruction in our own lives and not other people's, yeah. and not like romanticizing it. That with is other people's lives. Almost that is like a uniquely Western thing to be so cut off from danger. Yeah. Like that that you can now seek out and romanticize the idea of violence because your life is fairly safe. Yeah. Like, that's that feels very Western to me. It definitely is. So, All right, let's go Super Chats. Bad App said, the best gay content out right now is Dahmer on Netflix. <laughs> well, according to Netflix, yes. Yes, it is. St. Miles said, wow, just got my notification of the show. Did you folks discuss about the movie Vesper, or did you see it? Did not see Vesper. We did not. Um, and I'm glad you got your notifications. I'd like to hear more from people, whether they're getting the notifications for these episodes. We are still putting out three segments a day before the before the episode goes live. And I have started releasing segments from the week on the weekends. And I'm just curious about how that's affecting us algorithmically. So if you are getting your notifications for the live episode, let us know. Thousand Foot Deep End said, this chick must not have siblings. Growing up, we all got called each other's names. My brothers even got called by our uncle's <laughs> names sometimes. I have, I think my mom called me Ben 900% t- more than I ever got called by my actual name. I never got called Brett. I always got my brother's name. And I don't think it worked the other way. I think because he was the huh. first one. I think he always got to be Ben, and then I was forced to be Ben too. Well, don't do two names with a B yeah, and an right. A sound, it's you know? not cool. It's going to be difficult. Like, I would have named you Excelsior. Really? No. Okay. 
but th- that's right. Like like <laughs> siblings. Like if you have siblings, okay. you're gonna get called the wrong the wrong name. Yeah, that happens to me with my grandmother. My grandmother's never called me by my name. I mean, she calls me either Polo or every single other male name. Do, if you get misnamed, do you correct people? Um, I don't think that happens. To it's me. never happened. Like, like, Actually, some people have accidentally called me Marie. And do you correct them? Yeah. You do. I do. Yeah. I just let it sit. I don't say anything. Brent. Oh, uh, that one. That, that's bad. I don't like. No, no Brents. No Brents in the champagne. I room. did so because in Puerto Rico, I think my name's pretty simple. But in Puerto Rico, it was basically rocket science. And people would make a mockery. It's like, oh, you may as well be called potatoes. It's like, what the <laughs> what? hell is your problem? It's a monosyllable. What? It's so easy. Potatoes for Dane. Potatoes for Dane. Well, there's a potatoes for Seamus that, that loves our show. We love yeah, everyone's just changing their usernames. Yeah. Everyone's just changing days. their new names. Caper2x said, oh, Mary, the woman used Chinese tests. No, no. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, well, don't you remember when China was doing testing on America, oh. Americans? Uh, it if was, you know, you know. It's, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. There's a fantastic joke to call I love that I pointed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Nathan Koss said, my NSA agent shouldn't expect me to know his name. Uh, we have our very own Fed here that I named a very long time ago. His name's Tad Bromwell, <laughs> and I imagine that Tad Bromwell sits out in the in the in the Whoa. FBI van, and he just and he listens to us and he gets really into it. And he's got favorites here at work, and he's like like every time something happens and there's like two people talking about a project, he's like he's right. No, 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 Mary's he's really right. Invested he's in really drama. invested in the drama at at uh, at the ca- at the cast castle. So Tad Bromwell, if you're listening. Which I know you are uh, You're loved my friend you're That's very the loved. real Cast Castle right there <laughs> Tyler Hogue said For legal reasons I watched it on Netflix 9 out of 10 Okay I Why for legal reasons We all know it's on Netflix Because uh, he didn't want to uh, uh, Sail the high sail seas Sail the high seas Oh I see Okay Army T um, bad app. I'm not reading. That. <laughs> and Tyler Hogue said that bad app is just speaking facts. Uh, yes, facts. All right, Thousand Foot Deep End said I'm a woman and I find true crime stuff grotesque. I just find it boring. It's, uh, it's well, so boring. Do you think it's born out of the the fascination that women used to have? I mean, they still have it where the women that go to visit serial killers in jail and they think they, they the can thing. fix them and that they're going to. Oh, yeah. You know the, what's the really ultimate. interesting? <laughs> White collar cl- criminals, financial crimes. Mary's okay with way that. Way more interesting. Mary finds that way more interesting. But you are an anomaly. We, in, in many ways, and they, we've been over this. Right. He didn't kill them. He just made them wish they were dead. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, okay, Bad App said, call me Dahmer because Brett looks like a snack. <laughs> there we go. So you put that on a coffee cup. Yeah. <laughs> I need to stop watching YouTube. Said, really enjoy Poop Culture Crisis and TimCast. Thanks, y'all. An insulting name for us, but not for TimCast. Thanks a lot. Thanks. I don't know how you would even change TimCast. RimCast. Oh, there okay. We go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is just a horrible show. This is very lowbrow humor. Today. Well, you know what? You know what? We I am been, on today. We are <laughs> we're talking about bros. We're talking about a serial killer. And we still got Lizzo to go. And we still oh, got yeah. Lizzo. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Okay, Tyler Hoag said, this reminds me of the 24-year-old 
who hit and killed a family while street racing. Tons of chicks on TikTok started saying he's too cute for jail. Oh my God. That's gross. I remember that. Every time I push back on Mary, I'm like, hey, 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 hey. The market does what it wants. If people want to make money doing this stuff, then I read stuff like this. I'm like, maybe we do need Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. TikTok needs Jesus. For real. Very much. Caper2x said, say it is not so bad app. Say it is so bad app. Porco Rosso Forever said, social media gives a voice to the voiceless. What a big mistake. Drowning in a sea of complaints and complainers. But the problem True. is that wasn't social media. The Kim Alsip was not social media. That was on the Los well, Angeles started, Times. It started with her tweet and then the LA Times reached out to her. Thank you. Reached out to her after her tweet blew up. And then she went private. Unreal. Really uh, convenient there. Nathan Settlemeyer said, if toxic masculinity was a fragrance, I'd be broke. <laughs> Somebody should, that should exist. That's what they should have called the new Johnny Depp cologne. Toxic, toxic masculinity. masculinity. Um, but say it like French, toxic <laughs> masculinity. <laughs> you have to whisper it. You can't say Wait, it. While he plays an electric yeah. guitar. What, does he play? <laughs> exactly. The marketing man extraordinaire so, over here. So he, he, we, we don't, don't pay him for nothing. We, we don't call him that for nothing. It's a real thing. Bobcat said, my question is why there is so little discussion of the fact that there may be up to 4,000 serial killers active in the U.S. currently. Is it 4,000? I thought it was like 300. I don't want to blow my cover. You know? yeah. I thought the golden age for serial killers pre-DNA already passed. You know? uh, the, well, uh, it's, uh, I remember. <laughs> Pre-DNA. Oddly enough, I was watching. Yeah. I was watching Scream. I was watching Scream Two recently. It is October, actually, and there's a part in the movie where Billy's mom is talking about how she got together with the other guy in the movie, Mickey, and says, "There's only says, there's only an estimated uh, 97 active serial killers in the in the U.S. today." So Mickey here was quite a find. Like that was back in the 90s, hmm. dude. Maybe I, it went up since. Then. I got oh a, yeah, I got another patented Dane Font take. Halloween's okay. for children. Hey, Mary. No. Mary takes particular. You're a child. It's that. fine. <laughs> wow. Earlier, earlier. I'm I, a child. Uh, it's in jest. What, what were we talking about earlier? Where I said something about like Mary's childhood during the Trump administration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, I wasn't a kid. I was in high school. <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> and then Brett just laughed at me mercilessly uh, for saying uh, that. <clears throat> <laughs> Anyways, oh my God, Brett Dasovic said, <laughs> "Men just want a space where we can be bros, if you know what I mean." Okay, I'm actually scared because that's the photo <laughs> that's on my Instagram. Yeah, dude, that's my Instagram profile wow. pic. Maybe it is you. Uh, just check my phone here, real quick. Mm. Not hack. Okay, uh, like now I'm a little bit scared. Thank you, Waffles Sensei. <laughs> I hope that's Waffles Sensei, and I'm not just. Uh, I guess if I say anything more vulgar, we'll know. No, okay. that's Brett Dasovic. Bad app said Dane is that shirt made out of boyfriend material. <laughs> Apparently, well, is it? I Potatoes so. for Seamus said, <laughs> "Shut up and take my money, Waffle Dasovic." <laughs> Um, well, that's weird too because I'm not a waffle guy. I'm well, a I'm a I'm a French toast guy. Thanks for the incredibly generous Basically. super yes. chat donation. Uh, potato, like I said, potatoes Thank for Seamus. Potatoes for Seamus is the man. Legend. Legend. 
Wyatt Kaldenberg said the serial killer Sweeney Todd was turned into a musical comedy. How many years before Jeffrey Dahmer the musical will come out? Well, we're on that way with when we go if they go the way I think they're going Yikes. with Joker 2, which is I do believe my hope. Okay, I sound awful now for saying my hope. That if they're going to make it a musical, what they're going to do is it's going to be like a normal dramatic film and then they'll break out into like orchestral uh, type of theater dance numbers while they murder people. Uh, at, at the port, at the parts where there's music. So every yeah. time they break into song, people start dying. That's what's going to happen. Listen, at least that's fictional, though. Yes, I don't want there the to first be one was okay, musical. and this one's going to be a freaking musical, dude. Yeah, musical of death. It's going to be awesome. Okay, well, uh, Bobcat said bank heists and burglaries would be far more interesting than serial killers. Bypassing security is just more intellectual than random murder. I that, so true. That's like my genre is anything like like I, I watched Collateral again this weekend, and I, I have a hot take. I've grown, and that I now believe that Collateral is objectively Michael Mann's best film, though Heat would remain my favorite purely for nostalgic purposes but collateral is actually a far better movie i haven't seen either no oh, you have to yo homie you'll understand it once you see it it's on netflix you should watch it you should watch survivor i i will i will watch is one episode of survivor off? if you watch collateral what he's I about to walk out of the studio <laughs> yeah, and holy. watch it right now i will do it i will do it except how do i believe you you're already lied i will no, uh, I dyed my hair blonde. How how much of a liar could it be? We'll yeah. we'll finish the we'll finish them after we get to the next one. I'll watch okay. it tonight. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna watch uh, Lizzo now. Isn't that what you want? Yay! Okay. So it says, guys, Lizzo has been invited to James Madison's crib. Uh, he lived on a plantation, so uh, Lizzo has been invited to James Madison's plantation after playing his crystal flute. So my issue with this, my big issue, and I won't spend too much time on it, is that they've turned. Uh, this country and the issues that we faced through it into a joke, into punchline, meaning in the year 2020, uh, I'm from Minnesota, so I was there during uh, George Floyd riots. And as we know, everything that happened in the, in the two years after, or the year after that, right? They burned down cities, they uh, tore down monuments, and now it's just fine. It's just fine now. Well, it's been completely memory hold. It's holds. memory hold. Nobody cares. Listen, not only did the fat lady sing, <laughs> she's playing flute. So true. So, so true. I just want to know why they're doubling down on this. when Of all the hills to die on. And, and why is it that if in their minds Lizzo playing the crystal flute is an act of like uh, restorative justice. That's what they said, yeah. Um, then... Why is her performing at James Madison's home, his historical home, also an act of restorative justice when quite literally slaves, uh, uh, some people say up to like a hundred slaves lived and worked there. Because a different guy is in office now. It's confirmed that when James Madison died, he owned 36 slaves and he didn't even will for them to be sold. He, He willed for them to be kept. Yep. And... Uh, if you are trying to, with some weird uh, like retribution uh, ethic, like play this flute to to disrespect his memory yeah, for no, that reason, how does it? How I is mean, visiting <clears throat> his plantation part of that plan? Nuance, how does that fit into the plan? Nuance is a fool's errand in today's day and age. Yeah, 
Well, I guess I'm a fool. Well, so is the the concept of pointing out their hypocrisy because they don't care oh, yeah. because there's no truth but power. They don't care that they're hypocritical. They never have. It's like, you know that uh, that Instagram account, Defiant L's? They always point out everybody who's ever been hypocritical in, in politics. It's pointless because they don't care. I see inviting a black pop star to perform at a literal southern plantation as some kind of humiliation ritual. Also, it seems like she's like none the wiser to the to how that looks. Yeah. It it's really weird. Also, um do, who remembers when Ryan Reynolds got married at a plantation and then had to apologize for it? That's because he's yeah. a beta. I may think he's handsome, but he's still a beta. Uh, <laughs> so he he apologizes for it. We tear down monuments in the South, uh, all because what? Because there's a different dude in office now. So now this happens every time too. Whenever things change, and then it goes back to suddenly being all fun in games, and then all of a sudden we're on the brink of destruction if something well, happens. Yeah, in the- since the since the tide shifted, then all of the Twitter stands, everyone on on Stan Twitter thinks that the Library of Congress is based and <laughs> and perform it, a black pop star performing at a literal slave pan- plantation is based simply because the Library of Congress invited her to do so. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's the world we live in now. Can you can you just Explain repeat how. that? I feel like I'm I'm missing something and I'm watching as like TMZ calls this iconic. It's what they, they literally have no qualms about the hyperbole when they insult and when they when they denigrate the history of this country. And remember, any other time that you want to celebrate anything in this country's past, you're not allowed to do that without being reminded uh, uh, of things that we've done wrong. Right. No other country in the world is obsessed with their own with their own flaws, with their own past mistakes than this country is. But then they get to do that half the time, and then the other half the time, they get to completely disregard it and talk about Yas Queen Slay. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Bullshit. I mean, with the the flute incident last time, flute the, gate. with the flute gate, <laughs> this is known, it's going to be known as flute gate, by the way. Base. Um Flutegate was originally like justified because it was a gift from France to James Madison, which he likely never touched or played or barely even gave a passing glance. And it had nothing to do with him. Therefore, it's just cool to see her play an instrument that is that old and hasn't been touched in so long. But then why, if that is the justification for Flutegate, is she going to his house where yeah. he lived? It's so weird. And dude. and this video that the Library of Congress posted um, of Lizzo walking into the flute vault. Can we play this? I don't know if we can play this. I think we can. I don't think that there would be a copyright issue. By this logic, they're gonna get George Washington's wooden teeth and use them as grills as well. I think we with somebody like there was a Babylon B post recently that says uh to outdo lizzo uh beyonce performs with george washington's teeth and then they photo this this shows in the video that lizzo wasn't even asked to remove her dark lipstick before playing historical instruments also why is it that the that when are they going to stop making the help wear masks that's what i noticed in the video too (laughs) while she's literally screaming She knew though. She at least yeah, she, she was knew. cognizant. She 
At least she at least she knew that the lipstick like th- that's the that's their fault for not telling her to remove it. It's not her fault. She's she knew that it was a a thing, but nobody told her otherwise. Yeah. I mean I don't even know what instrument that is. She's vibing though. <laughs> right. How do I play Just, Uchi? just really? Lizzo vibing at the Library of Congress flute vault. Nothing to she see really here. As one does. I mean, <laughs> look, if this was so meaningless and like had such a, a tenuous connection to James Madison anyway, then why not just give it to her? I want to ha- right. And I want to play with historical do- uh, documents or artifacts if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Why did they Why not the marketing man extraordinaire? Why do they get to decide what when something is appropriate and when something isn't, right? Why is it a joke when they do it, but then any other time when they feel like using it for political power, it's suddenly a serious offense? I think it's the old George W. Bush quote, the soft bigotry of low expectations. I, I think it's just political power. I don't think it's low expectations. I think it's literally... Ju- oh, unless the low expectation is that they think that we're uh, idiots and that we're not going to remember that this stuff happened, that these that these incidents happened. No, Here, but I mean, in the cases like, yeah, it's funny when she does it, you know? How will she know any better, It's guys? really condescending. Yeah. That's, isn't it? That's what's going on. So you think that they just assume that she doesn't know anything about James Madison? And well, she probably doesn't know anything about James Madison. You're right. Yeah. But, like, most people don't. Word. Or, <laughs> well, okay, how about this? But you they're, what they're saying is, him. how would she know any better that it's that it would be, like, disrespectful to history or yeah. whatever? Or how would she even know better that it's... Uh, weird humiliation ritual to invite her to the plantation so do you think that's what it is do you think it's i mean i don't ritual? know i don't know if it's i don't think they see it, it looks way. like an attempt at restorative Thank justice you. that as usual misses the mark and well, humiliates the person at the focal point well then my then my issue here is that there's never any type of like actually actual attempts at restorative justice that don't do damage to our cult to our our history when it isn't the other group in power right so they only do this when there's a democrat in office they would never have done this i don't Uh, even think that it's just about race i think it's also just about coarsening culture in general and conflating our like today's popular culture with what is considered like a more noble history uh, so you think that they're just so like they, they hate our history so much that they want to trivialize it? Yeah, like think about Danielle Bergoli, aka Bad Baby, getting invited to speak at Oxford Union. She's not the first pop star who's been invited there. No. Michael Jackson was invited there. Elton John was invited there. Madonna and other people in the art world like Anna Wintour. She's not famous for being a pop star. She's famous for being a disrespectful brat. Well, she's a rapper. Well, I understand, but. So you didn't know her because she's a rapper. You knew her because of the Dr. Phil clip is what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's what made her career. Right. But they, you know, their, their overt excuse for inviting her is she's a business owner and she's a rapper. Yeah. Got it. Um, That's like the official narrative that we're supposed to accept. Her getting invited to Oxford Union, which by the way is happening in less than a month now. We can't wait. (laughs) We can't wait. It's, it's all about changing the fundamental character of these institutions. But then they get so upset when anybody else celebrates any of our history. Fourth of July, how dare you celebrate the Fourth of July? Don't you know what this country has done? Yeah, but it's like completely marring any appearance of like 
of propriety and yeah. respectability and no and nobility and here's patriotism yeah. and here's something funny if you if you on your phone it like with with your up with your calendar and it lists your upcoming holidays uh for columbus day it lists columbus day and underneath it it lists indigenous people's day but then it says uh like one is listed as a holiday the other one's listed as an observance and then it says if you'd like to like minimize all observances just hit this button so it's like we put it there but then they just they want to be like bah, bah, bah. we put it there because people uh, told us to put it there not that they actually believe it so. Yeah, I just want to know who is asking for for this. Who is asking for Lizzo to like? There's no get there's, invited to perform at a literal plantation. Like that is so. Like if she accepts this offer, she clearly is ignorant of the tone in which it was offered to her. Then, so you think that like, she's it's so condescending. Then she becomes an actual useful idiot. Yes. Ugh. And just like all of her stands. It makes me sad. Who are calling it iconic, like Slay performing at the plantation. Like what? I'm not much for government intervention, but nobody should be allowed to use the word iconic on social media anymore. Well, especially in <laughs> reference to an actual slave yeah. plantation. Like, it, it's what? It, like uh, uh, conservatives talk about our country's history with reverence uh, and actually talk about it in detail. And that's bad. Because they're talking about the good and the bad. But then they get to say, yes, Queen Slay, iconic because a pop star is going to perform at a plantation. That's insane. Think about like when Lizzo got torn apart on social media for having the word spaz in one of her songs. That was like a month ago. That wasn't so long ago. No. And now she is getting... Proves to you that none of it matters. Right. It, like the memory... And then Beyonce too. Social media has the memory of like less than a goldfish. Yeah, uh, like be, be, it happened to Beyonce too. Yeah, right? yeah. For, she said spaz as well. Yeah. How quickly? How quickly the internet forgot about that and then started Yas Queen slaying about this. Yeah, I mean, it just shows that all of like our constructions of like what is acceptable behavior. The current thing. I just like I'm not going to play this game anymore. Yeah. I'm over it. I, I think, uh, I've had my weeks recently where like I read the stuff and I'm just like I can't do I can't do And it. that's what this seems like. It seems like a campaign to just fatigue you with ridiculous headline after ridiculous headline. You can't even believe that it's real. The, yeah. This is my week for me. Like, like this is the week where I'm just Are we gonna take turns? Is is next week my week Perhaps. to be disillusioned with I wonder if the, the world the I wonder I I'd be interested. Are you guys you guys listening? Uh, or watching does this happen to you do you guys just get overwhelmed with just all of the like it's kind of our fault then then we become the bears of bad news and this is one of those things where i actually tell somebody about them like it may seem stupid it may seem trivial but you read this stuff every day day in and day out and it's it starts to affect you like in a weird way like it's not like i, I have like the greatest job in the world but like you read enough like absolutely like demoralizing absolutely demoralizing things and it just starts to affect your mood the thing is the the world is getting increasingly complex in many ways technologically biologically and in, in a lot of ways and the authorities in every sense of the word are increasingly getting more and more unserious and we are an unserious people we're in, in, in on serious species at this point and then when genuine issues arise and no one respects authority, they're flabbergasted. They're like, 
What could possibly happen? Why don't the, why doesn't anyone take us seriously? Why does no one trust the institutions anymore? Right. Well, it's this. Because it's things like this. You invited Lizzo to twerk <laughs> in your institution. It's also funny. That's when they why. Would, it's also funny because this is uh, this has been going on. This is I, I used to push back whenever people talk about Donald Trump being like a he's not a serious politician. Like when is the last time we actually had serious politicians? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. So I mean, I'm not even asking for our pop stars to be taken seriously, but they're going for the appearance of that. Yeah. Right. They they want to be taken seriously. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they're telling me what actions to sponsor, what candidates to endorse. Well, that, yeah, that's. I'm not is. super emotionally affected by the news cycle uh, and like entertainment news. Um, Mary and thankfully. me are different in that way. But like, I mean, that's partly because of what we were talking about. Like, I at least in part, my childhood was like witnessing a meme war. Like, what even does that mean? I I feel like. Even just like growing up on the computer, I think for I, me, I'm like a metaverse child. It's gross. I think for me, growing up at a time where when there was a lot less access to information, your news and your world was constructed by the media apparatus around you. So you had a fairly consistent and uh, even keel view of the world because it was presented to you in that way. Even after 9-11, you had uh, the world fell apart and turned upside down, but then the media all presented it one way. You didn't really get a lot of pushback in that sense. The same, and the same thing's been going on for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Now, as information is gathered and taken in by more people from more different places, you're given more perspectives. It feels so much more less connected because the mainstream media apparatus is trying to desperately hold on to that ability to, like we call tastemakers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, it just feels so ridiculous, all of it. Yeah, I mean... The moment normies realized that the internet wasn't going anywhere and they mass adopted it, that's that's the beginning of all of this. I posted a, a thing on, on my Instagram this week and said the greatest gift anybody could give you these days would be to be a normie. If somebody could like... For if, real. If, if I could hack up the red pill, as they say, I hate that term, but if I could hack that up and just be a normie again and just be just brainless and consuming... I think I'd I don't be a lot even happier. think that a normie is necessarily like lesser intellectually. Well, it's, it's being like, super plugged into the news cycle is something a lot of a lot of NPCs do. Like I wish that I could as a look replacement at, for a hobby. Not really. I, I they, would, they hear a phrase and they repeat it. It's not. They're not plugged in. They, they're just like, oh, this person said this. I said this. Like, <laughs> I wish that I could hear about Lizzo playing a flute that belonged to James Madison yeah. at James Madison House and be like. We have come so far uh, as a country. Oh my goodness, that is fantastic! I don't want. What am I doing for dinner tonight? I have no idea. Chicken nuggies. Yeah, I wish that that could be me. I wish no. I could just be like she's a fat woman who's playing the flute at J. Like I wish I could do that, but you can't do that if you actually know what's going on in the world, and that is a bummer. Like I, I, I've, I, I yearn. Why do for you such, live the lie? I wish I yearn for such ignorance because it would be so much easier. Nah. You can't. No, you that's can't. not ignorance. That's knowing about it and loving it. No, I'm like, saying that I wish I could go back before I knew about how different things actually were. I wish that I could just embrace the ignorance, but I can't. Can't do that. Can't go back. Real, like, real ignorance is bliss would just never be, be never hearing that headline ever. <laughs> Fair enough. Living in a convent. So we're doing this to our to the people who are listening to the show. They're, they, we're burdening them Oops. with Lizzo. No, 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 no. The we, goal of this show is just to make everyone feel like they're 
not alone in going crazy. And give them a okay? way to spend their afternoon so that they don't feel like uh, they're the only ones who know that this stuff is happening. <laughs> yeah. We are here with you, my friend. Let's go to Super, Super Jets. Jets. Siani Reese said, I watch true crime to make my villains more believable in my novels. Oh, so using it as a writing mm. tool. I suppose that could be helpful. Walker Texas Danger said, Ben, Marie, and Dave squad. That's us. Uh, at least you can call me Brent. <laughs> ben is my brother's name, so I guess that's... I'm, I've been getting called Ben for years. So, so. We're Brent, nope. Marie, and Dave. Fair enough. That is Lane us. Said, that's the blue pill versions of us. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> they all make soy faces. Lane said, which holiday is better, Christmas or Halloween? Christmas. 110%. I'm wearing a Nightmare Before Christmas shirt right now. So, like, I Both. don't know. Like, dude, I obviously Christmas, Christmas. Yeah, Christmas is definitely better, but Halloween is not, like, only for children. The only comparable thing to Christmas is Thanksgiving. Mm, yeah. Thanksgiving is my favorite. Thanksgiving also comes with a lot of, like, political baggage these days. So. Yeah. You, you're, you're a bad person for liking things. See? See? Yeah. You can't. If Lizzo can go play a flute at James Madison's freaking house, I get to have Christmas dinner without people yelling at me. Oof. It's getting heavy in here. <laughs> Rhaegar, defender of translucent mermaids, said, So what, produc <laughs> what production company would like to put out a series about a black serial killer? You know, for woke credit... Can you imagine the marketing push? There was a there was a couple of episodes of Sounds Criminal awesome. Minds that did uh, a black it? serial killer. I think uh, David Ramsey played him in the in the version in the one that I remember seeing. And there's actually a great part of that episode is that now I'm I'm this I'm basing this solely off of my memory of that it's like been years since I've seen it. But there's a cop who talks about like there's Wait. like a there's like a Reverend Jesse Jackson type character who's in their virtue signaling, and the cop is talking about like wouldn't it be better if we didn't have people making it about race or making it about getting points from their community like it's a really interesting episode i have to go back and rewatch that isn't candy man yes. essentially yeah. that yeah so it, it has been done yeah. tony todd Every, nathan Settlemire. all bad all bad characters in hollywood if you're an evil villain if you've got a mask on tony todd should be the one voicing that character i am correct i am right Understood. okay <laughs> nathan Settlemire said Javier Bardem scene in Collateral was pure art. Yep. With uh, yeah. So with I'll the, watch with, it, Brad. Are you okay. gonna keep this promise? I I will keep this promise. One episode. I will only watch one episode. But I want to point out that I was uh, when I was rewatching it this weekend. There's this amazing scene at the beginning of the movie. Maybe it's just because I hadn't watched like a really good movie that I'd seen before in a long time. But there's this really fantastic scene at the beginning where Jada Pinkett Smith's character and uh, Jamie Foxx's character are having this exchange in his taxi cab all the way to her office, and it's just really, really deeply nuanced and well done. Uh, and the whole movie. The, the best pitch I could give to you for this movie, guys, is that there's only been a couple of movies where Tom Cruise ever plays a villain. Mm. And it's Tom Cruise as a villain. And it's very, very good. Oh, wait. I did see Collider. That's up with Jamie Foxx? Oh, now he's seen it before. I, I am going back on my bet then if you've no, seen wait. it. No, wait. I watched it. We so want with him Jamie to rewatch it. Okay, well, watch Survivor. Nope. I saw it now. He already kept up his end nope. of the deal. Can't yeah. prove it. Can't prove it. So he has to rewatch it. He has to rewatch it. Okay, okay. I'll rewatch it. Potatoes for Seamus said new children's book, Lizzo and the Crystal Flute. 
<laughs> I mean, that could be a thing. Moral of the story? Uh... What is the moral of a Lizzo crystal, f- like, complain enough and you get far in life? Yeah. Claim bigotry and you get far in life? With Jeez. enough whoppers. Sort of justice. <laughs> you too can play historical also, articles. we need a male analog. We need, we need a male. That al- can't happen because can- men, it's fine when men are fat and gross. I mean, it's not fine. If you're a fat guy, <laughs> dude, you're down bad. No offense. In, so my in Hollywood, though, you're fine. Not really. No. Not really. Yeah, because you're still the butt of the joke. You're still the fat yeah. guy. You gotta if you're if the idea is that Lizzo I think Jonah be, Hill is taken seriously. If you're a fat guy, not tiny, and he lost weight. A lot. Yeah, if you're a fat guy, you have you're reserved to be funny. Yeah. If you're not funny, everyone's just annoyed by you twenty four seven. Same thing happened with Rebel. <laughs> like they told Rebel Wilson not to lose weight because she'd lose roles. Mm-hmm. Her like her team were like like imagine having to be that person on the team who probably they want like I'm assuming that if they're not a piece of sh- a piece of crap scumbag in Hollywood which they probably are they're like I really want her to live for a long time because we'll make more money if she's alive for a longer period of time but if she loses weight and she loses money because she's not getting all the roles I'm in between a rock and a hard place what do I do so they had to be the person to be the bad guy and be like look if you lose this weight you're gonna lose work yeah what happens if Lissel gets skinny like, yeah that would be terrifying I no mean, but like what cause, happens because once pe- you're cemented in people's minds as like she'll get back who you are when you when you gained notoriety you can't really go back this, on that that's what happened to adele when adele get, lost a bunch of weight they got mad at her but for it's saying, also like if you became that body positivity icon because of your weight and then you want people to still accept you once you lose the weight that was that's something you brought onto yourself. Yeah, I think. Yep. Bad app. I'm not reading that. Why not? No. no. Um, thousand one defend said, if it's so meaningless, how is it restorative justice? Your exactly. question is fantastic. You should be the one asking these people this. <laughs> Brett Dasovic said, I know it's hard for most incels to understand. But Lizzo is the James Madison of our time. It's canon. Uh, you spelled canon wrong, Brett Dasovic. Brett would never say Brett that. would never spell canon. You're not the real Brett. That doesn't seem like the real Brett to me. Frankly, I'm a little bit uh, I'm a little bit terrified. Thousand Foot Deep End said, I have to take breaks from watching Timcast because I get bogged down by the news. But y'all are too much fun to skip any shows. That's like the biggest compliment we can well, get. Well, thanks. That's, that's the point. We want to be fun. Yeah. Hey, we are re- We're having fun, damn it. This is the real. Whether inc- you like it or not. This is the real inclusion. <laughs> we're including fun. That's what we're doing here. I like that. Johnny Derp said, St. Patty's Day is the best holiday. Family optional. You don't have to buy someone you don't like a drink. And you can get an indulgence from your priest for the day so you don't wreck Lent. That is all. I'm so happy that that is all is back. That is all. I like Thanksgiving. Really? Yeah, it's my favorite. I like cooking, so that's probably okay, why I'm okay. biased. I, it's, it's like, I don't know how many people would actually say like Thanksgiving. Like A lot of people probably say they like Thanksgiving. Or maybe if you're from a family that gets together on Thanksgiving but not Christmas, it might be your favorite holiday. But uh, all things mm-hmm. considered, I bet you most people don't list Thanksgiving as their favorite holiday. It's my. I like a day where people, where the spirit is to be grateful and people try to. Because is everyone's Christmas supposed to be like that as well? No, it's supposed to be about Jesus. Yeah. I mean. Well, I'm saying in the modern, in the modern terms of the culture. In the modern terms, Christmas is gifts. I guess gratitude is just such a big part of like 
what I talk about. Like in most, like that's a big thing to me. Like the fact that I'm alive still, I'm grateful for every day. It's what I tell myself when I read a bunch of articles that just make me angry. I'm like, you have so much to honestly be grateful for that complaining about this is an embarrassment of riches of sort. Like you don't have a don't lot. keyboard smash Brett. You be grateful. Calm down. Yeah, ba- no, that's uh, that. You're saying that sarcastically, but that's basically yeah. it. It's like you have what you have to complain about is so minor compared to what so many people have to complain about in the world today that you really have it so. So good, you're so fortunate, you're so blessed that maybe you're right. You could be right. St. Miles said, Truly, thank you, folks, for the release you give to the people who stuck in this screwed up reality. It's uh my my the, wow. the best thing we can be do that I feel like is like knowing that like there's people at work who like listen. Like yeah, we're just because, chilling, bro. That was such a big part of podcast for me was listening to it while I was at work and it making work more bearable. So Or just like any mindless activity. If I can be the mindless voice in your ear, <laughs> I am I am honored to be that mindless voice. Thank you for that. That we are. <laughs> uh, Brett Dasovic said, this may sound weird coming from yourself, but I was also called Brett and Ben throughout my childhood, as that is my two brothers' names. Small world. Interesting. That is, this is, uh, this is getting weird. Why are you talking mm-hmm. in third person? <laughs> no this is so weird. <laughs> yeah, why are you being this way? And why am I, why, why am I, why am I like sending that to myself hmm. to say out loud? Are you actually losing your mind? I, I might be, I might be going a little bit nuts. Thousand foot nuts. deep end said, I am correct. Brett Dasovic 2022. Exactly. That's I Brett Dasovic whenever he says any opinion whatsoever. I am right. I am Always. correct. I mean, I've been wrong before, just not very often. So says the legend. <laughs> yes. James Orenthal Wen said, "Collateral is one of my favorite nights through LA." Um, like the 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 fact that the cinematography in this movie, like Chris Stuckman did a review on it, where he talked about, it, it was like, "This will make you want to like imagine like what you know about LA now." Like you go to, like you're dodging needles, you're dodging violence, you're dodging homeless people, like you're dodging all this stuff. But this movie will make you want to go just drive around LA at night. It's, and it's and hold Jamie Foxx ransom. And hold uh, Jamie and basically kidnap Jamie Foxx and make him help you um, take out a bunch of people. Yeah, dude, I saw the movie. You gotta watch Survivor. Nope. Okay, I'll watch it again. You shouldn't. You should have lied and said you hadn't seen it before. Um, I cannot <laughs> tell a lie. <laughs> he has too much integrity. Convincing reality said, "If Lizzo loses the weight, then she'll have to stay indoors when it's windy." <laughs> That's funny. Overdressed said, I'm not your mother's pop culture, finger guns. It's not your mother's pop culture. Siani Reese said, yes, thank you guys for making my workday go by faster. That is like the greatest stuff I've ever heard. Like knowing We hear that that from a lot of people. That's the best part. I love having control of time. (laughs) I love controlling your reality. (laughs) All right, guys, we're moving on and we are going to talk podluck. And Mary, do you want to do you want to lead this discussion? Because I had no idea who the heck this guy was. I do. I'm going to like LARP as the the 12 year old who's obsessed with Minecraft right now. (laughs) No. Um, Over the weekend... Dream, a Minecraft YouTuber, finally revealed his face after years of anonymity on YouTube. And there were a lot of reactions. So people see people recorded their faces as they reacted to Dream taking his mask off, which is just a plain like smiley face mask that he wears. Um, he and looked exactly like I imagined he looked. I, I actually found out that Dream existed um, 
last year when in like summer last year he put out this song uh and it was like supposed to be it was like a really lame song and (laughs) it's honestly if you've ever seen the show chuck seen the show chuck it sounds like a lot of the music they used in the show chuck it's like simple plan got worse it was supposed to be (laughs) like a really like emotional, vulnerable message. Sounded um, like weirdly Irish to about me. like why he why he wears a mask online, <laughs> and it went that- viral as a sound on TikTok in this one part <laughs> of the song where it, it goes like, "That's what the mask is. That's what the point of the mask is." I went downstairs to get a coffee as you were playing it. I could not have it. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, <laughs> it was really bad. Um, <laughs> and people dunked on him pretty hard when he put out that song because it was just, um, terrible. Um, and so he, he revealed his face. He's a normal looking guy. Um, people have like celebrated his, his, uh, face reveal video a lot. Um, I'm going to just show up image of him. Um, and it was interesting because in the video he like angled his face to like I guess his good side really aggressively and awkwardly the whole time. Uh, and so he looks like, just exactly how you would expect him to look. How I expect like him to almost look. too normal to the point where it's suspicious. Um, <laughs> that it's always been a different person. He hired this guy. Maybe. To play him. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be funny. Um, but people are are. This kind of like started a conversation about the value of anonymity online if you want to be a YouTuber or influencer of some kind. It's important. I mean, I, do you but think like, I don't know because there's a lot the of my favorite of, YouTubers are are at least anonymous in name and image. Like you could probably find them. Yeah, like Clownfish to. TV like, or or uh, Yellow Flash. Uh, he just goes by Yellow Flash and he's got an avatar up. Like a lot of the ones or um, Sinatra says. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the ones that I like have very like don't put a picture up, don't do anything like that. Listen, have I'd hide my you... face if I released that god awful song as well. <laughs> <laughs> have either of you um, heard of Corpse Husband? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Um, so he's another anonymous influencer. He got famous for his deep voice which a lot of women think is very sexy um how sexy it's like <laughs> it it's so deep that it it's almost like he's trying to echo locate wait is that, the guy? Is, that the guy? is that the guy who does <laughs> the videos where it's like diff- like when it's difficult to sing a song because you have a deep voice and the song doesn't make any sense like i think i've seen i think i've seen he's like he's like a rapper but it's more like spoken word okay. um and he just makes these like weird cringy sexual songs um, because his voice is deep you have because to. his voice is deep and like everyone seems to assume that he's attractive but like he's anonymous so you don't know and yeah. it's all about the intrigue and the mystique i think maybe for for male influencers it could be like more valuable because uh like oh, women yeah. women like voices i guess and like men care about the visuals so you can't be anonymous as a female there's literally YouTube. no benefit to being an anonymous female Dude, unless you know you're what? just tragically ugly which is usually but not have the like case a, but have a really good voice random dane yeah. fact so i'm really in, i'm pretty into voices myself i can't there's this chick do you, do you know the red hair from the 70s show 
She has every single aspect that should make me like her, but her voice is so weird that I can't. I literally go, oh, hi, guys. Like, she mm-hmm. just talks like a She's dude. real tall, if I remember correctly, that lady. She's cute, but, like, her voice is... Ugh. It's more important how women look than how they sound, I think. Unless you sound like Donna. <laughs> but, like... For me. That's why... Uh, Whoa, the other redhead in Suits was also called Donna. Yeah. My redhead's just called Sarah Donna. Rafferty. <laughs> Are All they? of them. Donna. <laughs> I'm just going to walk up to her heads like, hey, Donna. They're like, hey. There's Donna is just the female version of your name. Da- Donna. Yeah. Dana. I don't know. <laughs> um, Danielle. There's some women that have like really, um, like there's the actress who was in Grimm in, in the first season. She's Iranian and she's got this really deep gravelly voice, but she's older. So it, like it probably wouldn't have been that great in her like 20s. But once you're in your 50s or your 60s, it kind of adds to the mystique of the mm-hmm. sci-fi characters she would play. Yeah. She's like, deep, like, talk like, uh, seriously, like, like more of gravelly than that, even. Like, um, I mean, on social media, because you are yourself and you're not generally playing character, yeah. or if you are, you're just exaggerating your real personality. Um, it could be valuable to be anonymous just so that you can maintain a private life while making money off of, like, making content online. So, like, I feel like maybe Dream revealing his face could be a bad move long term, even He's though it's getting him a lot of attention in the short term. The mask is iconic. His face is bland and forgettable. Yeah, like him being anonymous and having that mask is his appeal. It's his brand. Yeah. And he's kind of throwing that away. You can't put it back on. Honestly, and also, like, that's why he had, like, so much fan art and, like, fan yeah. fiction made about him because there's just the element of mystery and now he's lost it. This may seem stupid, like a stupid comparison, but the pro wrestler Kane started with a mask and then they removed it and then they tried to have him go back to the mask later and it it was never really the same after that mm-hmm. because once your face is revealed, your face is revealed and it just, you can't go home again. It's not the same thing. I bet. Yeah, so I want to show um, Addison Ray's reaction it's to so Dream's ridiculous. face reveal because the reactions to this video have just been like so over the top. Why is she so excited? I really don't know. Can I play the the, the music with it? Uh, I don't know if maybe I can... maybe don't. Okay, so we're it's only six seconds long. Okay, here okay. we go. Here we go. Uh, I'm gonna start over. I'm gonna make we'll it do it live. We'll do it live. I mean, I guess if it's just. Uh, six seconds you can like play it because she like shrieks she shrieks dude it's so pathetic (gasps) like (gasps) oh my god it's a generic looking white guy she's like a normal looking dude she's like oh my god a normal looking dude i feel like i saw him at starbucks earlier you probably did yeah and like to be honest if you're a guy no one cares how you look no uh, one cares. Where is this there, coming there's from? Less, there's less social it's benefits. It's coming from literally the fact that no one cares. I, okay. That's where it's coming I from. I disagree with like, that. That's so not true, dude. I, I disagree with that. Generally, uh, like if you are on YouTube and you're a public-facing person, it does not matter how you look. I mean, it helps if you're a stud. Like, there, there are people like Leafy or JonTron in the same exact sphere. No one cares how they look. No one cares. Ethan Klein. Okay. Fair. No point. one cares.
cares how they look. Let's no one cares. Let's push back from no one and just say it's less important. It's no, a no. lot less important. Okay. I'm anti-nuance, so I'll just say no <laughs> But um Fair. Like I don't know. I just feel like this is a horrible move for his career and also for his personal life because now he's going to have to deal with yeah. people coming up to him in public and being like, are you Dream? Can I have a selfie? Well, also, da, 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 da. It just, like, he's not going to stand out anymore. He'll yeah. Just, he'll, he's just another dude now. I feel I, I don't think I don't think he should have done it. I think he should have just left it on. Yeah. Yeah. I think his his success online is going to Maybe suffer. he's ready to get chicks. Ever get unmasked? Nope. It's still like not yet. Other he, people will wear it sometimes during performances and then take he, the mask off and be like, ooh. He probably wants to date. Yeah. He's like he, he wants to That's get, a huge thing, I'm sure. Yeah. It'd be really funny if like like what you do is like you, you put a marshmallow costume in your room and then you just never explain it and you're just like you just allude to it vaguely, like, Oh yeah, it's from it's for work. And then you just <laughs> never acknowledge like what it's for and then you just lead them to believe that that's who you are. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it'd be hard to do if you don't have marshmallow money, though. Right. <laughs> so. Well, I'm sure Dream has has good money off of his. Th- then you, maybe that one would have been easier. Persona. That would have been Join easier to like just put the Dream mask in the corner and be like, yeah, it's for work. Come get so Jack. Creepy. With- <laughs> Come so get Jack creepy. with me as soldier fit. Yeah, so. I just wanted to point this out, like as like. A cautionary tale, like you can't just break the illusion. Is for there everyone. an example of a of women of a woman that that remains anonymous? Uh, there are anonymous Aid, female YouTubers. Aiden Paladin. There was this one chick on Aiden Twitch. Paladin. Is a is a is a is an is a VTubers in general. Yeah, but Aiden Paladin is a, is a YouTuber that does. She's a uh, sociology like. Uh, like in like a master's program in sociology and does really great like detailed uh data-driven breakdowns of like social uh, of like things going on in in society like she did this really great breakdown of like why donald trump won in 2016 and a bunch of other like really good videos but she would always have an animated version of herself on screen whenever yeah. she was doing her videos if you're faceless as a woman online and you're successful regardless then that speaks to like the content of yeah. what you're what you're posting and that's great but also it doesn't help amplify your message does it so is the idea that there there could be like the perfect situation for a woman who uses the fact that they're faceless as like a way to really drive home the importance of their work and that becomes like even if it's not a su- selling point even if it's itself, not super great but it becomes a selling point cuz they're like she look at her she doesn't even I mean, have to put her face to market it i this speaks to like I guess a turning point in the in the history of the internet because an- anonymity used to be the default, yeah. yeah, and now it's it's gone the opposite direction where if someone's anonymous, they're going out of their way to do that. Yeah, we, for instance, are not in any way anonymous. We have our full names out there, our faces, mm-hmm. and we reveal our personal details to a certain extent as well. Yeah, my address is <laughs> so like. And and it wasn't even considered that this show would feature anonymous hosts. Yeah, like that wasn't even in consideration. Yeah, I mean, our names are literally next to our faces right now. Yeah, like <laughs> I just uh, I find that interesting because in the beginning of the internet in that like wild west era, no one would even consider putting all of that information. What was out the there. What was the meme? Is like a nineteen. It was like nineteen ninety eight. Says don't uh, don't accept rides from strangers. 2008 don't really reveal your information on the internet 2018 reveal your information to a stranger by uber and get a ride from somebody on the Dude, internet right like yeah that's that's the world we live in now 
Yeah. <laughs> Pretty weird, huh? Uh, I mean, you can't go back. Like, you, you, you can't go back. And, and, and after you're anonymous and then you reveal who you are, can't go back from that either. No, you can't. That, that's, like, that's an irreversible decision. Like you, could, I wonder I was, if people know his real name. I don't think they know his real. Wait, name his name either. isn't Dream. <laughs> so uh, I'm trying to think of like the YouTubers that uh, like they did like like Neon and Geeky did a face reveal when they reached a uh, hundred thousand followers, but it was a very quick clip at the end of a specific video, and then they ne- but they never started putting their faces on their videos. Uh, after that, mm-hmm. like you can still that or or okay, there's a a YouTuber that I really like when I talk about Normie, not uh, not her YouTube, but she's a she's a musician in an Instagrammer and a TikTok. Her name's Sheena Milwani. She's a singer from Boston, and her husband uh, goes by the Real Indian Dad, and they would always use the the animated face for him whenever he's on video it'd be like a like a 3d image of a face that would cover his head and then like they like they basically said if i get to a million followers on on instagram we'll do a face reveal and they did and he looks literally exactly like it's just an overblown version it's it's awesome like uh (laughs) but her thing was like she would do videos where she would sing songs and he would interrupt her and insult the song like, like it, it was great, but like, yeah, that was somebody who was an uh, who was anonymous. Granted, his platform's a lot. Smaller. I knew I, I followed this girl on Instagram who was kind of like a smaller fashion blogger influencer girl, and she hid her boyfriend until they got married. Nice. She hid his face on everything and like strategically did all of their pictures yeah. to hide his face. Get all that chum and called him like a fake like a screen name. Until they got married and then revealed her new last name, his name, his face, etc. Well, now she can one take him fa- for half, so <laughs> it's fine. One of my favorite internet videos of all time is a Twitch lady, for lack of a better term, basically revealing to all her stance that she had a boyfriend. Not, and it was incredible. That's a form of anonymity too. Because people were unsubscribing live, and she was. Well, that happened. To, <laughs> what's her name? Crying. That happened to Nicolo. When she like she got yeah. famous really fa- really fast, and then she's like, "I have a boyfriend," and then the subscribers like, "Oh, just just kidding." Hold yeah. on, but hold on. Like, do you think that the conventionally attractive twenty five year old girl living in a penthouse apartment in Austin, Texas, isn't dating? <laughs> isn't dating? I mean, I met my girl Excuse in chat, <laughs> but you know, it's it's rare. That yeah. is uh, that is um, I feel bad for those guys. <laughs> But, putting, I, but like for the thinking. women who show their faces like on Twitch or whatever, their form of anonymity is like the ambiguity of their relationship yeah, status. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And if you lose that, that's a big deal. Imagine thinking that you're gonna date someone because you're subscribed to them. How how do you get there? I mean Mentally I wish I, emotionally. I could tell you. I have no idea. I would imagine it happens more to guys. No, guys. obviously. This is a guy yeah. issue. Like it's an issue. Like yeah. no, I'm saying I imagine more guys uh, actually end up meeting girls because of their platforms than girls, because the girls can get any guy they want, anyways. Mm. Except all the ladies that drool for me in pop culture chat. Like I'm guess this must be problematic to find out, but <laughs> that you are in fact taken. I We're mean, going to get. No, I'm not. Like thousands unsubscribing <laughs> at this very moment. Imagine my girlfriend's watching right now. She's like, what do you mean you're not? Drops off a freaking cliff and everyone's like, I'm out of here. How were we to know there were hundreds of single women? <laughs> we, waiting gained for a game, we gained waiting viewers. For <laughs> <laughs> they're like, thank God. Uh, <laughs> all of these women just waiting for Dane and now they're like, I'm out of here. This yeah. is, we're done. All right. Uh, and I, by the way, I do want a quick 
quick fact I mentioned check? The fact check on something last week, though. I want to point out that we didn't get it wrong. It was misreported. But apparently, Bruce Willis denies selling rights to his face to Russian deepfake company. So we had to do a weird dive into this. Because yeah, the, like probably too deep of a dive into like, the details of the The more situation. time we spent on it, I'm like, this is going to be like a three-minute Like, segment. this is why so we, dumb. Why are we still talking about it? I was like it? looking and stalking this company, Deep Cake, on LinkedIn and finding out where each employee lives. So I remember when we went on the website, there was an incorporated logo at the bottom that listed Delaware. And I'm like, that doesn't sound very Russian to yeah. me. Haven't you ever seen Wayne's World? Or you could be magically whisked away to Delaware. Hi, <laughs> I'm in Delaware. No? Okay. Anyways, the, they listed, but then all the other employees were listed as either Russian, Georgian. There, okay, there were, there was one employee from Moscow, one from Helsinki, and the rest of them were from the like sovereign country Georgia. of Georgia. Yeah. So it's not an American company, but they do have one American employee from from Delaware. Yes. So uh, <laughs> so it's not a Russian deepfake company. So it says the CEO uh, is Georgian. So it says a deepfake of Bruce Willis sparked widespread confusion about AI technology and legal rights <laughs> online. That was us, guys. We were having the intellectual debate That's about us. That, that was us. We were being very deep and uh, uh, philosophical in our discussions about the future mm-hmm. of humanity and technology. That's you us. know how we do. You come to us for that type yes. of yes. deep entertainment. I know. I know. The number one name <laughs> in the news. Pop culture crisis. According to, to Reuters, to Reuters, to Reuters uh, a Russian firm called Deep Cake. Again, we don't know for sure that that's Russian. What a great name. Uh, I know. It uh, is, yeah. Created a realistic AI-generated image of Bruce Willis in the commercial for Megaphone. Or at least I'm assuming that's Megaphone. Fawn, Megaphone. Uh, a Russian telecom company in 2021. Deep Cake and... Impo- Ooh, so this was before they invaded... Like, that wouldn't be allowed now because of Putin can't do that now yeah yeah putting them in their place (laughs) 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 i love puns (laughs) uh deep cake imposed willis's face on a russian actor's head by using neural network technology a year before the actor retired rumors recently emerged about that willis sold his likeness to the company to continue acting amid his aphasia diagnosis though willis did authorize the deep fake his representatives confirmed that he did not sell his rights to his face so they can't just use his face for anything it's just for that one project yeah it was like a one-time or temporary business partnership with deep cake and deep cake is hired by different companies for advertising campaigns that was a that was a that was a rabbit hole to go down it's not that deep cake (laughs) nah that was good that's good please no Guys, if you want to imagine like what our conversations are like getting the show ready, it's mostly that. It's us saying stuff like and that. And much worse. And much worse. Much I mean, worse. yeah, yeah, we can't. We can't <laughs> Please know that Bruce uh, that Bruce has no partnership or agreement with this deep cake company, Willis's agent said in a statement to the BBC. Rumors about Willis's acting through deep fakes offered some readers a glimpse into the potential that AI technology could provide after Willis announced that he was stepping away from his acting due to his aphasia diagnosis. Journalists, that's us. Journalists. We're journalists. We we are journalists. Yep. <laughs> you you live long enough to public become servants, the, if you will. You live long enough to become the villain in all that. <laughs> <laughs> Speculated that the deep fake could allow Willis to act in films without actually acting. But a representative for Deep Cake disputed the idea that one could even sell the rights to their likeness. Well, we'll get there one day. So we're just correcting ourselves. We are not in fact fake news. At least not completely. <laughs> we, we, we no, just, but when you're we writing po- when you're writing thumbnails, I I think we're absolutely fake news. Um, we are fake news for the win. <laughs> <clears throat> 
it's our thing. I hope that one day we saw a likeness and Dave bought, Mary bought, and Ben bought one day run Pop Culture Crisis and they're on episode like a trillion. That'd be fantastic. Who Can we just deep fake Pop Culture Crisis? Oh, I'm sure it'll be done. That would be kind of like we just we go can off rest and on our laurels just, for the rest of our lives. We just go off in what bowling? Go bowling. <laughs> I'll probably live in a shack uh, in Hawaii and like use a metal detector. Is and that where you see yourself? Social security. Is that where you see yourself? Is that your plan? <laughs> yeah, I'll just drink. You don't, tiki drinks. You don't look like a metal detector on a beach person. I, I've been in the the tiki vibe. You recently. don't look like a beach person. No, you're a little pale. Okay. Okay. Beach? Now we're just bullying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't appreciate it. I just said you don't look like a beach person. <laughs> you ever have you ever used a metal detector before? <laughs> no. No. I'll learn. You, you just figure it out. All right. All right, um, guys. I also want to point out there is a new trailer for Wakanda Forever that I believe Mary does not agree was better than the first trailer. Uh, less. Uh, <laughs> what? What? No. It was just lame. Yeah. They think it's lame. I think the movie is bound to be boring and, and average, but it does show, it, it does give a better look at what they pre, uh, predict to be. Black Panther was pretty good. Ah. Oh, Sorry there, about your eardrums. I all just right. got R. my ears assaulted by Wakanda forever. Uh, RIP to all your eardrums. I do apologize. Um, but the, you do get a, a good look at Namor, and then we get a good look at uh, the Black Panther suit. Um, that a bunch they, of chicks. They believe... <laughs> Is uh, Letitia Wright's Shuri? So it's definitely a woman, but uh, they might they might Woo! pull a, they might pull a swerve. Girl boss. Uh, uh, and I don't know who it will be. No. But what? They're gonna make the new Black Panther a chick? Yeah, brother. Shuri. They were always. And you're to do defending that. this. Well, they're not, they're not. I said the first one was good. They're not gonna. They weren't gonna recast. I think they should have recasted. Yeah. I, I think yeah. they should have recasted. But uh, we'll see. I'm actually. Dewanda Wise. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Well, no, because no, I'm saying they should have recasted Black Panther with a guy, not a girl. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll see where that goes. So you can go and check that one out. That's obviously on Marvel's uh, on Marvel's site. I, I don't know how many people are actually excited about it. I feel like it is fall in line with what we talk about, about the bots. Like they've like, I was watching a really Fake bot hype. I, I was re uh, listening to a really interesting video. That's a great name for weekend. a podcast. <laughs> where they were talking about like how they've turned Marvel into like its own little subdivision of like the Disney culture of like the adults that are obsessed with Disney. Like they've got their own like mini subdivision of it. It's yeah. a suburb of Disney called Marvel stands basically. And then the suburb of Star Wars. Yeah. So they're their own subcategories of weird Disney uh, adults who yeah. are too poor to buy houses and have kids but have enough disposable income to go to Disney a bunch of times every year and then go home to their cats and complain about how they were given unrealistic expectations for men. This is a black pilling day. That is <laughs> Dude, that's like a big thing in Puerto Rico. There's like a lot of adults that their only trip is to Disney constantly. Why? That's so lame I and know. boring. How do you not get tired of it after the first time? Seriously. And also the lines are so long and it's so expensive. That, trying, that would be the part that I would hate. Is it's the like they're lines. trying to make it inaccessible to the middle class. Thank you. No, they, they want they want to get rid of the middle class. They want just rich, uh, rich people. Thank yeah. God we got all this money on money. <laughs> Go to Disney and be like, hey, 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 can I get to the front of the line here? <laughs> front of the line. Heard a pop culture podcast. <laughs> it's a pop culture crisis. You I don't even know what they're on the podcast. Side. Uh, but that's the funny part. It's like we know our audience, right? In my guess is that most of our audience isn't spending a whole lot of time at Disney World, right? Yeah. 
I, no, I, I hope not. I, I hope mean, not. People did get mad when when I said that they didn't need to bring back Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, though. So what do I know? I Apparently, they're at Waffle House. Who is our chat? Are they? They are. Yeah. Based. I, I thought they'd be at IHOP, like <laughs> de- like decent. Yeah, people. right. Boo! I mean, IHOP is a cl- corporate hellscape. Waffle House is for the people. Is Waffle? I, I don't know how you can think that. I imagine Waffle House is franchised, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Waffle House is li- liability. No, Waffle no, you need you need health insurance to go to Waffle House. For I mean, there's 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 an argument. To Try going there. to Waffle House in a nice area then. <laughs> if there were any, uh, there are the are one there? I go to, the one I frequent. Okay. I'm not going to dox it though. And before we go, we have one more topic. Remember, not that long ago we got landmark legislation <laughs> that says we are going to give back money to people who went to college we are going to uh, we're going to forgive their student debt well you know what there is a college class coming for Lana Del Rey to which i say if you take a class on Lana Del Rey if you take a class on Harry Styles Taylor Swift or Beyonce you should be ineligible Bro, for student loan forgiveness my, my teacher made me write a 15 page essay on Beyonce's album Lemonade which as you could imagine i've never read I've never heard. heard. Yeah. And I got a B plus. Why a B plus? Because. You're not feminist enough? She, to quote, she said that you're talking about it, but it's not, you sound as if you don't believe in what you're saying. That's so terrifying. And this (laughs) this teacher, which is the biggest piece of ass I've ever met, uh, she, she, she also gave me the legendary quote. So, Dane, I didn't read your thesis, but I have some critiques. <laughs> That's crazy because, like, the point of getting well-trained in rhetoric is so that you can even argue effectively for positions you don't hold. That's what the point of debate is. Yeah. That's yeah. what a debate club is for. You are assigned the position that you're arguing. <laughs> so if you don't believe in it, it doesn't really matter. You should be... Judge based on the merits of the arguments you're making. I imagine that's also a, she's a journalist. Of course. I imagine that's a problem I mean, in colleges now. It's like incredible. There's probably whole topics they can't even cover because they know that kids will get triggered just by giving force, being forced to hold the other position, even if they don't yeah. actually hold it. There was one day where she couldn't attend class as she brought some chick to talk about, um, I don't know, about working in other countries. And all she talked about was like, you can work in other countries, work on your computer. And there's a lot of cute boys. <laughs> that, it, it was two hours of that. What? Sort of God. Okay, so then I do have a question. If there, if like, you, I'm sure there are a lot of NYU students who are enthusiastic to learn about Lana Del Rey's discography and poetry. So I love Lana. And what it means for society. I would have taken it. So I would have taken it too. It's less than a two month long commitment. She's the last elegant Get artist. Rid of generals. No generals. No electives, major course studies Mm. only. I'm against higher education as a whole. And the more we can discredit it with... The course is set to feature... Headlines like this. The the course is set to feature a curriculum focused on Lana Del Rey's contributions to 21st century pop stardom, her relationship to feminism, her musical influences and artists that she's influenced, and her connections to social justice movements such as Black Lives Matter, Me Too, and Time's Up. I'm against. I'm I, I against think those last two are the same. Pretty, pretty much. I'm against mass admission to colleges when I'm not against colleges. Do you guys remember uh, Lana Del Rey posting on Instagram her question for the culture? No. 
Okay, Make I a Regina I kind Spectre of class then. She she posted this in 2020 in May 2020, and it was just titled "A Question for the Culture," and it seemed like she just like wrote something out that was completely like confessional and unedited on her notes app and then posted it without thinking about it and Grace. she got a lot of hate for it what she write? she said um here's the beginning of it now that doja cat ariana camila cardi b kalani and Nicki minaj and beyonce have had number ones with songs about being sexy wearing no clothes effing cheating etc can i please go back to singing about being embodied, feeling beautiful by being in love, even if the relationship is not perfect or dancing for money or whatever I want without being crucified or saying I'm glamorizing abuse. I love her. I'm fed up with female writers and alt singers saying that I glamorize abuse when in reality, I'm just a glamorous person singing <laughs> about the realities. Bruce! Of what we are all now seeing are very prevalent, emotionally abusive relationships all around the world. Dude. With all the topics women are allowed to explore, I just want to say over the oh, last 10 years, I think it's pathetic that my minor lyrical exploration detailing my sometimes submissive or passive roles in relationships has often made people say I've set women back hundreds of years. Dude, let's go to NYU and... Let this be clear. I'm not not a feminist, but there has to be a place in feminism for women who look and act like me. I'm in love. She's a queen. That's why I would take this She course. rules. I told you she rules. She was the last elegant artist. I would just no such thing of, anymore. I would just love one of them to not talk as if they're like on the soapbox all the time. That's not her talking like she's on a soapbox. She's just saying like, I'm not on a soapbox and stop expecting me to be on one. Guys, 50 super chats and me and Mary will sing Summertime Sadness Acapella. <laughs> yeah? No? No? Wait, what? 50 super uh, 50 crisis parties and w- you and I will sing summertime sadness a cappella. I mean, I don't want to commit to that to be honest. But so you're we, gonna um uh, so is TBD. She, TBD. Is she like the is she the the better version of Halsey then? Of no. Halsey? Halsey is the version of literally anything, and Lana Del Rey isn't the version of anything. But you put them both in the same sphere. You put them both in the same sphere. They're not. Hell no. No, 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 no. They're in the same sphere. No, 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 no. Lana Del Rey is like her own powerhouse of a. More like Aretha Franklin. So my question is, why does this need to be done in college? Why? No, it doesn't need to be done at all. I'm just saying, like, if if we're gonna acknowledge how much of a clown show higher education is that like we're studying pop sc- pop stars and their like poetry and songs so if there was as a like an intellectual pursuit yeah. like why not if there okay that's so my question let, then i'll rephrase if there was a celebrity that you think you could get actual education out of by the studying who would it be brad dasovic that mm. goes without saying no i mean did. lana del rey there are worse options than Lana Del Rey. Like yeah. Harry Styles, for instance. I know that, but I'm saying, okay. Like. Um, I, I would I would probably get to, I mean, music, I guess, is a, a fairly easy one to go to because people express themselves more freely. I mean, I think if you're getting a bunch of 18, 19-year-olds to pay to learn about pop stars and They're what their paying. impact on society is. Everyone else is paying when they have to eventually not pay well, their loans. Well, here's the fact. Yeah. No one is paying, okay, Shapiro, but let's not but... get into that. No one is paying. Um, 
<laughs> but if we're keeping up this charade, like, why not? What's the problem? Why not? Why not do it? This is all because a clown show. Because it's a clown show and they shouldn't be doing it. I feel it's like a, it's a clown show yeah. and we're not going to pretend that it's Listen, not a clown show. The only reason why it's a clown show is because of mass admission. And they've just let in a bunch of people in the colleges that shouldn't be in the colleges. And we've you have to dumb down the standards for all the dummies that you're taking all their money. Well, that's the problem, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. if... If you're going to do that, then why not uh, course on the, uh, the array for mouth breathers? I don't know. I would take it. I, As a mouth breather, yeah. I'll okay, how it. about this? You can take it, but only if you don't have student... If you're paying for college out of pocket. Whatever, dude. If, you're, if, you, if you've got Pell Grants Who or cares? There's dumber classes. Who cares? I, I'll take government down with generals down with generals down with uh, anything like that. Should I mean, I dropped out of college, so... Who am I to talk? Oh, I have a master's. <laughs> and how many of those classes were worthless? Um, I don't know. You know. Oh, God. I don't Here know. Here we go. I don't know what to say. Standing like, for college. Here we go. Here's the thing. Truly. Because you. How often have I said the worst decision in my life was the master's degree? Mm -hmm. Often. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's in my life because I was marketed a degree that didn't end up being that degree. Mm -hmm. The way they marketed the degree to me was like, you're going to learn a lot of technical know-how. And I did learn some technical know-how. But a lot of my classes were pseudo-feminism classes. And obviously, I would not have signed up for that. Yeah. And when you are on the first semester and you are 20K or whatever in debt, you better finish that degree anyway. Because if not, you just got 20K for nothing. Yeah. At least... If you're if you're going for a corporate route, it does check off a box. Yeah. And I used to work corporate, and the only way that got the door opened was because of the masters. That's a fact, okay. However, the guy that pays my bills doesn't have a, you know, doesn't have a degree. So uh, what I'm saying is like, it's not an indication for success, but it does make things easier, depending on on the route you want to go, and that and that is a fact. Then make the actual classwork pertinent to what you're doing, and not have to take feminist classes. I agree, yeah. but you know, but they don't. They, but they don't say you're gonna have a teacher that's gonna talk to you about cute boys and feminism. Get the government out of the program so they don't feel like they can just inflate these uh, tuitions. And say, okay, but the thing is, they did and they have, my, and we my are. Fault. This is my fault. I'm, it is. I'm getting. I, I'm getting annoyed and off topic. I'm so. just as against this whole. Yes. This whole Jenga game of, of higher education as you are. Uh, do a class on Morgan Freeman. I mean, we could just not study pop culture in college, too. But exactly. Yeah. Let's go Super Chats. <laughs> Thousand Foot Deep End said, Lizzo has made being overweight synonymous with her brand. If she loses the weight now, she loses everything. Yes. Uh, I mean, even if, even if she continues... <laughs> oh, also, they added... Know. YouTube wouldn't let me use the word F-A-T in my chat. Unbelievable. Wow. I, I don't know if she would lose her. I, she would have to go through a very, very pointed and structured rebranding if she was to do that. Uh, and it would take a long time. And she would have to have a large gap between releases before doing so. I mean, Adele, I mean, whether people want to admit it or not, Adele is very talented, but she was seen as a... Uh, a fat icon. Yeah. But but let's be fair. <laughs> let's be fair. Lizzo, it's way worse with Lizzo. Like she Lizzo makes is it, talented though. Yeah. But I'm saying, but Lizzo makes it way more of her 
character. She plays yeah. into it, but it's Way also more. because of the time in which she yeah. rose to her fame. I, I'm not saying like that... Adele rose to fame in like 2008, right? Yeah. Yep. So, so I do Different think time. that Lizzo could could survive it, but it would take a very, very, very planned restructuring of her career in marketing. But mm-hmm. her whole I, her whole brand is she's fat. I know, and I'm not saying it to be. But, but if she is talented, then then there is a way to save save it when you've built up that much uh, brand recognition and name and name value. So it could be saved. It would just be a huge process to which I'm sure a lot of them of the celebrity marketing machine would say, "Why not just somebody else?" Right. Yeah. So. Rascal King said, "The Rascal King likes a true crime duo that do crime in sports and small town murder because it's two comedians and they are absolute knee slappers. Knee slappers. I love that the Rascal King refers to himself in the third person. It's the best part, like Brett Dasovic and chat. Yes, I love that about you. <laughs> we love uh, Brett Dasovic. Loves it when Brett Dasovic refers to himself in the third person. <laughs> Word. Potatoes for Seamus said, "Poll for the chat. Who thinks I'm Luke?" <laughs> Uh, you know, well, we've never had Luke and Potatoes for Seamus in the same room, so we'll never know. Uh, and Luke has never been on the show, so you never know. Like, we'd have to look and see if, if a super chat came in from you, Potatoes Let us know for if Seamus. you guys think that Luke should g- come on the show while he's in town. It would be very interesting. It would be interesting. H- hearing him talk about how celebrities are a danger to freedom and liberty, <laughs> and, uh, and it's all a distraction so that, you know, the WHO can... Get a bunch of people to Bohemian Grove and, and take what a character yes, that exactly. Luke. K for two X said Wakanda forever. Blonde Brett, make mine Marvel. Sans beanie Mary. Yeah, you should I the I committed to one beanie show. Did you, it, you, you did you sing? did you specify you want me to always wear a beanie? I don't think so. We've already got a beanie wearer in the. In the you won't sing summertime sadness with me. A beautiful duet. It's just the fact Powerful. that you think "Summertime Sadness" is Lana Del Rey's greatest song. No, just uh, it's like, the most iconic one, so that's why I would sing it. I don't. I would. So, what, say which that. one do you want to get? I don't know. I have, have to think we'll, about we'll that. About, we'll chat off here. Chat. We're in talks. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> hey, my Sianne people. We'll call Reese. your people. See, honey, Reese said, "I agree, Brett. Let me take what I need for my major." Yep. That's what. Europe does. Then how about this? You just get to take like you you have your minimum requirement of classes that are just required to remember major. If you want to expand your freaking horizons with classes uh, on Lana Del Rey, you can take it. You we should be able to to pay for classes a la carte. Yes. Yep. You know, Justin Geelan said, "Dane, you want elegant artist? Look up Celeste. Just dropped an album. Change my mind. I'll have to look into that." Dane, you should look into that. Thoughts. Thoughts? Porco Would you watch another episode? <laughs> I'll check it out. Porco Rosso Forever said, 30 super chats and everyone wears <laughs> juggalo makeup nope. on Halloween. Hell no. No. Nah. No. Nope. Mm-mm. Nah. Sorry. Magnets, how do they work? I'm not doing that. <laughs> how do they work, though? Kara May said, let's film. Thank you, Kara Film what? Film what? What are we filming? Yeah, we, I don't what are we filming? know what you're referring Be to. Be specific. Oh, one more from me, apparently. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't see it yet. Yeah, there it goes. Brett Tazovic. Maybe said, I am sending it. Yeah, maybe you are. I love you all, chat. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thank you, Dane and Mary, <laughs> for being here. Dane, where can everyone find you? Well, Brett, uh, y'all can find me <laughs> in the Pop Culture Crisis Reddit posting good old memes. 
r slash pop culture crisis um i i I think fun on twitter okay i was waiting for the next chat to come in and tell mary the same thing mary where can everybody find you (laughs) you can find me on instagram at mary archives and whenever i post articles on timcast.com i promote them there and i want to encourage you all to post more memes in our subreddit because i think that we should do the meme review yes that would be a fun Friday show idea, maybe members only. Dane will not be there for those. Yeah, because like Dane has more important things to do on Fridays apparently. apparently. And there's one more super chat in there for you, Mary. Caper Two X said, "We're striving for pom pom beanie, Mary, or Hannah Claire. Uh, the one I wore had a pom pom on it, but I think it was just like on the back of my head, so mm-hmm. you couldn't see." Yep. All right, since nobody's going to super chat in me what my my uh, instructions are for saying my own outro, I guess I'll just do it from memory. <laughs> Guys, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram, at Brett Daswick. For the show, we are here Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, that is noon Pacific. If you'd rather listen rather than watch, I have no idea why you would, but you can. Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, all those fantastic platforms. We are also on social media, Twitter, at pop culture underscore show Facebook and TikTok at pop culture crisis and on Instagram at pop culture crisis pod we will be back with another episode tomorrow we'll see you then guys bye, bye.